Hello and welcome to another episode of the Vault Dwellers podcast. I'm your host, Mr. Mac, with me as always on a brand new setup. So please forgive us because we're on Discord this time. Gary Moore joining us on a Friday night, mate. How's it going? Episode 20. So I was actually supposed to be taking this one, but because we knew it was a review coming, we had to, we had to give the floor back to the old Mr. Mac because he's a review <laughs> captain. He steals this ship. Uh, he steals it into something, that's for sure. I okay, you know, it's uh, certain a wee bit of steering, maybe. I don't know. I tend to look away and then Hoodie takes a wheel. So, uh, speaking of Hoodie, Hoodie, how is it going, mate? I'm feeling real comfy in Shipwreck Cove. Shipwreck Cove. Hoodie obviously um, had a, a tiny wee technical glitch today, so we've switched platforms. We're recording on some. Uh, some Discord on some OBS and we're hoping that it's come out pretty well so if there's any audio differences or any syncing issues or audio levels whatever else we're going to keep an eye on them but if they're not quite right then it doesn't really matter because at the end of the day I think this might work out for us in the long term and we'll just fine tune this as an option so um, yeah welcome to another episode as I've said we're we're really excited obviously to to get going Um, but first very first and foremost, the most important thing is our weekly shout out to Rahul. Rahul sends his thanks again this week. Um, a wee message from him just to, th- to say thanks very much and that he enjoyed the episode. So we really appreciate you, uh, Rahul, as always. And I mentioned to Rahul that we need to get him back on pretty soon. So that's what we're hoping to do is to get Rahul back on again, whether it be a quiz episode or a wee breakdown. Um, then we need to get him. We need to get him on for sure. Um, so before we get to what we've been playing, because we always we always um enjoy a wee bit of what we've been playing, I would like to just start this episode with a wee happy birthday to the Vault Dwellers. Yep, that's it. Vault Dwellers. Hey, uh. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, Vault Dwellers. Um, when this is posting, is officially. Uh, one year old. Um, we started the the podcast. We posted a year ago in May, uh, our very first episode. And you know, obviously, we're we're twenty to the good now. Uh, twenty two, if you include the wee bonus episodes. Um, but I'm 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 chuffed, man. Absolutely chuffed. We we only had uh and the, you know, the original thought process was to try and get one a month uh, we live I, can, I always say it but we live very busy lives and one a month was the goal to be 20 deep um a year on is is absolutely amazing um you know to have this kind of set up to be a video podcast we've came really really far um to have get mer- your merchandise we've got the t-shirt on the day um to have you know most importantly to have hoodie um, joining us um you know as a, a permanent third member and and you know one of the the strongest um additions that i could never have imagined when we first started this. Um, <laughs> what, what? <laughs> uh, gentle chuckle as always is uh, what I appreciate. Um, but honestly, it's it's something else just having the the you know the ability to to take what I've learned from streaming and stuff and then bring it um, into this to 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 you know realize something that we've been trying to put together for for a long time so um you know on that topic um if this is somehow your first episode the 
this one here, which is going to be a wee, uh, a wee review, a wee discussion review, spoiler cast, whatever you want to call them, um, of God of War Ragnarok. But um, if you've just stumbled on us for the first time, we are the Vault Dwellers. Um, three friends that have come together to, to bring our 10-year dream in the making of podcasting together to you. Um, and in terms of uh, coverage, we're going to cover a whole range of of topics and you know whether that be mental health or uh, tv movies music anything top 10 lists predictions that never come true all these things um we are going to uh, we're going to bring to yourself so make sure you check out all of the previous episodes or cherry pick something to your tasting because there's something for everybody including some good good reviews on hocus pocus um you know and and some and some christmas films home alone and that as well so again there's really something for everybody um topical episodes the whole mix whole kit and kibiru. so i'm sure there'll be something for you to find so i um i don't know about you guys i don't want to i don't want to move on just yet and just i wanted to kind of throw the room open see what you um i think it's, it's not just me singing the praises of the podcast how if you felt gary with this um first year behind us what was your kind of thoughts going into this um in terms of where we are now I think it's, it's amazing to think how last year we just decided to throw this together on a whim. Like, really, it was, wasn't it? It was mm. just like, I think you, you were coming off your, not coming off your streaming, but I mean, like, coming off as in you were still doing your streaming stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and we just decided, you know what, this is the time that we're going to, if we're going to try it, we're going to try it now. Uh, and it was literally a one weekend, and we got all the art together. We did all the social medias, we just got everything ready and then we're like, let's just start recording and it just we've just not looked back since. Yeah. Um and to think that, that was a year ago and as you said, like the first I don't know, five, six, seven, seven episodes was all just audio, maybe even more than that. I don't even know how many it was. Yeah. But it's just audio only and it's literally just an art uh, picture of uh, just me and you sitting at a wee desk got a wee cartoon versions <laughs> uh, it's, it's funny to think that that's I mean so I, I just listen to audio really unless it's like we need the video for like uh, uh, drafts like episodes and stuff like that I just yep. generally that's the way I take podcasts and stuff but it's it's amazing to think that we've actually got video podcasting you know when you actually show people like some people ask me about the podcast and stuff and I show them they're like oh he's the video and oh it's on YouTube and all that but my daughter loves it she thinks I'm a pure YouTube star <laughs> you know <laughs> my nephew is the me. same man She's, she's like, do you know you've got 11 views on that video? <laughs> you know? She's like, that's amazing. <laughs> she's like, she's like, I'm going to comment on your stuff and all that, you know? And it's like, she's like, you're a YouTuber. It's, it's funny to think that, like, you're, you're actually, like, some sort of a content creator. Like, you're oh, actually maybe yeah. in that bracket now. It's, yeah, yeah, it's strange are. to think that. But Absolutely. I just think... I just think a year, how far we've came in a year, and it's absolutely amazing. Like, we just recently set up our merch. Obviously, we got Hoodie involved halfway through. Hoodie came on as a guest and just never left. Yeah, um, exactly. exactly. I, have to say, I have to say, but Hoodie's made this podcast even better than it was just us two. It started off us two, and it was good that way as well. Um, from different aspects, you know, it was just the two pals having fun and just talking shit to each other. But Hoodie just always brings that shakespearean fucking vocals to the place you know he's got that beautiful wee american voice that you, you hear chuckling in the background there <laughs> uh, so uh, who do i'll throw it to you what do you, what do you think about coming on the podcast and how it's gone and whatever else yeah man uh, from day one big fan i messaged you guys immediately and i was raving about what i loved about it and how much it felt like what you guys wanted just two friends enjoying each other's company talking about what you wanted to talk about 
and having fun doing it. And when you guys were like, hey, you want to come on an episode? I was over the moon. Like, oh, my goodness. I get to be on an episode of The Vault Dwellers? Such a big fan. I love listening to every episode. Jump on there. I never leave. I locked the doors. You know? <laughs> you think I'm stuck in here with you? You're stuck in here with me. You know, I won't <laughs> let you guys go. But I've been loving every minute of it, and I can't thank you guys enough. It's just a blast, and I, I, I really love what everybody else doesn't get to see is how much they talk about the show and work out the show. And I think all that stuff is so fun and interesting. And, and the teamwork that everybody puts in uh, is really, really uh, something that's inspiring to me. And uh, I, I've, I've just been really grateful for this whole ride. And I'm proud of you guys for making it all happen. Yeah, I think I, you're definitely right there, you know, we've all kind of started fitting in these wee roles, and it's just, like, we support roles feature, like, Sean's, like, the producer, we always say that, he's, like, the producer of Vault Dwellers, you know, he's the one that's actually making sure that editing the podcast and making sure all the technical shit goes right, uh, I've somehow just managed to be, like, the the like, a director, I suppose, of the show, yeah. it's like, what, what are we doing, when are we doing it, you know, it's kind of more, like, I'm kind of more background shit, and uh, the social media kind of person, uh, and then Hoodie's just became a pure art man, which we're fucking the art Hoodie's been doing is just incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I Thank love the, I love the style. Um, it's, it's a very unique um, style um, that we've that we've got for for the thumbnails uh, in particular, and it's it's really good to see that when it changes, you know, from you know from from our old kind of thumbnails, it changes. To um to hoodies ones and it looks it looks really good just seeing them the more mm-hmm. like the more episodes that we get it just it's just so uniform but also unique like it has that it has that collection like vibe to it like where it's like you can tell they're all related um but you know individual mm-hmm. in their in their own right um so yeah I, I do appreciate obviously everybody as you say does have different roles you know I can I can get a wee bit swept up in and day-to-day lives and, and and if it wasn't for gary driving us to you know let, let's do the next one or when can we do the next one then there would be you know bigger gaps in between um episodes which we're trying to kind of avoid we want to have a wee bit of um i don't know like at one point we were posting pretty regularly especially when we first started and i think that'd be really good to get to get back into that flow of even you know for trying to fit in a, an occasional you know saturday recording where it suits and whatever else so we can put another episode um in the bank um you know that kind of thing rather than worrying about trying to we be only doing once a month no no that that's a yeah. bother to me like i don't mind that as well I, i'm quite into the the idea of just when it suits us the most because at the end of the day this is as for fun and um that's that's really what we've got we, we just need to make sure that we we stick to that and that's what we've always been good at so we would just do yep. the same thing um Definitely. so yeah I, I i just obviously i, I just want to just uh, to point out just in case i i'm actually the same as gary i don't i'll never see this video probably unless jillian watches it which i don't i don't see happening because she's not really a god of war fan but um, me and J- me and Jillian sometimes sit down and we watch, especially the episodes like say the topic episodes and stuff. We mm. we'll sit in the living room and we'll have us up in the big screen and stuff, and that's really the only time that I'll consume the video uh, content. Otherwise, I typically just listen to us in the car or at the gym or whatever else. Um, but because we're using um, Discord now and my internet's 
know the best carries internet it's just about on power mine as well um there will be some slight jarring and stuff so if anybody cuts out or whatever else we'll, we'll we'll just keep going and hopefully we can bring it back in or we might have to uh, kind of do a wee pause or or something but we'll we'll, we'll figure that out because i know i'm just mentioning that because gary froze a wee second ago in a very good pose uh, uh, and it was really good uh, and i was like i don't know how to fix this and i'll just wait till hoodie's finished talking and then it came back to life so, so um, uh, it, that might happen and we might just have to figure something out i don't know but um it is what it is so uh we, we just have to kind of roll with the punches um with this and, and hopefully we'll have a pretty good uh product um at the end of the day so yeah thanks very much everybody for tuning in and um you know everybody who's been you know commenting liking and sharing the post and all that good stuff and um, we obviously really appreciate um you know everybody who listens to that as well and, and even if you can't find the time just to to, to do those comments or whatever but you know there's, there's a, f- a few people um a hit list of good some good people out there that are that are sharing a lot of good stuff and, and um i personally really appreciate that i know the guys do as well so mm-hmm. um thanks very Indeed. much okay let's get kicked in to the what have we been playing uh gary's favorite segment uh we're going to throw it again to hoodie uh, at the top of the the show just to bring him into the fold so hoodie what have you been playing Tell you what, I've been playing two things. I've been playing one, Fortnite. What have I been playing on Fortnite? The Star Wars event. It's great. Oh, Everybody should jump in. So much fun. They uh, they have a free tier battle pass uh, for this uh, event where you can get a uh, clone trooper at the end of it. Ooh. And then they have a paid one for a thousand where at the end of it you get Darth Maul, which is freaking awesome i'm very excited to get darth maul uh yeah the gang has been jumping in we've been doing it almost every night and when you get that lightsaber oh what's actually interesting because beforehand beforehand before in any of the star wars events you would just kind of find the lightsabers in the world it wasn't really a thing to get it from somebody you could you know battle darth vader and get his uh, but aside from that, you were just kind of finding them. In this, you approach kind of like uh, hologram projections of different Jedi Masters or Sith Lords, and you talk to them, and then they train you. And you wow. come out of like this portal with their lightsaber, which mm. is awesome. Uh, and I like the little details they've added to this event, where if you aren't trained by them you don't have any of the powers if you just pick up a lightsaber in the world. Mm. So, like, if you down somebody and you pick up their lightsaber, you just have, like, a essentially a pickaxe that is a little bit more powerful. But if you get trained by Darth Maul or Anakin or Obi, you will have, like, a double jump, you'll have a uh, force push, a force pull, or what Darth Maul does is he lifts rubble or cars around him and just launches it at people. Uh, for his ability that you get. And, man, it is so much fun to play. It is uh, one of the best events they've done, I think, since maybe Thanos, which was another one that I really enjoyed. Yeah, I quite like that one as well. I didn't play it quite as much, but I did see a few people um, playing it. So it's just, um, from from my own kind of knowledge, is it still, like, just regular kind of Fortnite building, that kind of thing, or is it, like, but, but that stuff's mixed in, or is it, like, a a specific event. Yeah. Ah, right, okay. Right. 
Yeah, so it's it's mixed into the we play no build mode, but uh, in that they are throughout the world and things like that. And there are missions to complete uh, to get I want to say they're republic points or something right. to earn out the battle pass. That's the side thing from the regular battle pass. But yeah, man, it's really fun, and I that think they good. did a great job adding in a lot of details that I hadn't seen before from their Star Wars uh, tie-ins. So, yeah, I'm really enjoying that, uh, which also leads into the other thing I've been playing, which I got on May the 4th, be with you, Jedi Survivor, which, let me tell you guys, let me tell you, let me tell you, man. This game, freaking awesome. Freaking awesome. Awesome. (laughs) Loving this game, man. I'm I'm maybe six hours in, seven, and it is one of those games similar to Tinykin last year where I just forgot how long I've been playing. I was just yeah. playing and playing and playing, and I got lost in that world. I think a lot of the details they've added to, like, the gameplay elements, but also the customization elements, which I'm not going to go into any spoilers for the story yeah. or locations, because listen, if you don't know anything about it, just jump into it. Yeah. If you're a Star Wars fan, you're going to be very happy. Uh, but I I was playing it, and I just was so immersed in what they're doing that I didn't want to stop. Where I got to, you know, 6 a.m., and I was like, oh, okay. I have to get up in like three hours. I I guess I better stop. Uh, but I felt sad. And then I was trying to go to sleep just thinking, oh, I wish I could play some more. I wish yeah. I could just jump back and I, I don't want to stop playing this. I'm having so much fun with it. I like the different uh, elements to the skill tree that I'm seeing. I'm like going through there and getting like cursory knowledge of what they'll probably do. And I'm like, oh, I can't wait to use that. Oh, yeah. I'm excited to see what this does. Uh, I do like uh, if you played Fallen Order, which I also really enjoyed. The elements that pull over you already have, so like your main core abilities from that one are still with you, so you don't have to re-earn those, which I was really happy about. I was so also, glad of that as well. I thought it was going to be like oh, a knock in the head thing, and you're like, oh, yeah. or, or like a, or something <laughs> yeah. happened, but it's like, oh, I don't feel in touch with the force any as much anymore, so I'm not going to be able to use this or this and. So the fact that you can, you know, jump in straight away and do the do the pull push thing like was was quite a yep. big big thing for for me even even as just a basic element of it um because it, I don't I just didn't want to try and you know re you know go over ground again. Oh yeah, I I think so many games tread water that way of why are we why why I have to just let me have what I have or start me out at a power level that is at least equal if those aren't the same abilities you're carrying over. Yeah. Because, you know, they're not that I felt that very much in, in the game we're about to talk about, but that does happen. There's a line of dialogue of, uh, you don't have your stuff anymore. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. well, why? Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, so jumping into this and having that experience right off the bat of, oh, I know what's going on here. I feel... I feel like what I've felt before. So it's all familiar. I don't, when they're shooting at me and they're firing their blasters or somebody's running up me, uh, running up at me with a a lightning stick or whatever you call them. I'm like, okay, I know how to 
do this. I can stop this person. I don't feel like I'm getting hit in the head and, oh, God, I'm just stumbling all over the place. So that was really good because that was the best part of Fallen Order is getting to the end. Like, mm -hmm. not as if it, I wanted it to end, but once I was there, I felt like a Jedi, and that's what I wanted to feel going into this. I don't like feeling weak when I have a lightsaber. So yeah, yeah. Uh, all of that has just come together in this thing that I'm like, oh, snap, I love playing this. But on top of that, I'm really interested in this story. Again, I'm mm -hmm. not going to talk about it, but right off the bat, I was like, whoa, this yeah. is a great way to start this game. Like, mm -hmm. so much so that I was more hyped than when I was getting the game itself. Of like, who, oh, okay, who, all right, all right, all right, okay. Who would have thought that Cal Kestis is actually Darth Vader? Absolutely amazing. <laughs> well, it was really shocking to find that out because uh, I always thought it was Anakin, but apparently Anakin was a dream. That's um, it. That's it. Anakin but yeah, in the like, Star Wars universe now. Oh yeah, anything. Uh, but yeah, I'm I'm really excited to see where the story goes. I've been enjoying Cal more because I think that was for me one of the weaker points of Fallen Order because Cal was written in a way that felt flatter than other characters around him and i don't know if that was intentional or not but everybody else had such like high charisma or intense personality that when it came to cal he was just so much more behind them in like intonation alone uh so when i jumped into this and i felt like oh okay i'm really grooving with cal right now i like his little quips i like that he has a better rapport with bd i like all of those mm. elements that he is very much more himself and obviously that is a part of fallen order like he is a lost jedi in the world um but i think having him more infused with a personality this time around and feeling that he knows what he wants to do and who he is really right off the bat set the best impression for where we're going with him as a character mm -hmm. so yeah but i mean that's that's me with only six hours in six mm -hmm. or seven so yeah who knows what's going to happen in the next you know 20 plus as i try to get the platinum for this game as well but mm -hmm. uh what have you been playing mac funny uh, obviously I've, I've commented once or twice there but i have actually been playing the same same game. Um, I think I'm. At, we spoke just before the podcast. I think we're about the same place. Maybe I've, after maybe eight, um, eight to ten hours. I think at this point now, and and I'm, I'm at the same kind of point as, as Hoodie, which maybe just shows the difference in the different kind of things that we might be, um, you know, getting up to without getting into too much stuff there. Um, you know, obviously there's a maybe a difference of four hours. And we're at the same point, so there's a few different kind of things and side missions or whatever that you can get into um I, again i'm really loathed to mention absolutely anything because i just feel like there's so many bits of this game that people should experience um naturally for themselves yeah. um i know that we sometimes come off a wee bit negative um but you know st sticking to the sticking to uh, how we usually do things i'll, I'll just mention two wee, two wee quick points in the in the negative uh, column just um there's there is a few kind of glitch glitches and no mm. there are no showstoppers i've had one crash um i've heard other people with a, a few more um things and, and kind of lost progress and stuff like that but um i've had one where the, the one kind of hard crash on the 
actual game itself um, where it just you know completely closed uh, which is fine especially um, you know when the game's just at the out the traps and um, there's plenty of save opportunities so there's never a, a point where you've you've you know you kind of lose too much um and th- there was there was another um uh, kind of point but i'm i'm i'm, <laughs> I'm blanking on it now that's my old age uh kicking in but um th- most most of the time you you kind of find um your way um but oh that was a, it was i, I was going to say I, I've, com- I've completely blacked out the fact that um, i'm haunted by this map um unfortunately there's no change to how they've uh, uh, you done the map system again, and it's just this big fucking open to interpretation 3D thing that I don't know anybody that likes. It. Um, but uh, well, they've they've went with the same map again. So, um, you know that what? Is, that is what it is. To that point, I will say, yeah, same map. I am glad they let you color code it because that has helped a bit. Where I am very much like, okay, doors are pink that I can't go into. Yeah. Doors are green that I can go into. Yeah, you know, that's like fair enough. Okay. Yeah, there's some there's some helps. method to it. It does help. I there's yeah, that I is a good point wish, with that. You know. Yeah, a hundred percent. There's map. got to be a good a better way, but it, it yeah. is that's just a Metroid uh, element to it. I think possibly um, you know, especially when you get into some of these bigger um world areas, you're like, Oh, it's up there and it's like, Can I go up there? Am I supposed to go up there? Like what actually happens when I go here and I don't know. It's just yeah. one of those one of those things. It's just difficult to to see. But um, yeah, I'll definitely be in uh, it's platinum territory for me. Um, I'll I'll be playing it naturally to completion, and then I'll do a tidy up. I think once I finish it, I don't. I've not looked at any trophies or anything like that. But I'm making nah. some some pretty good progress um, at the minute. But even on like the the first map, I think I'm I'm kind of on the this this the second kind of planet. But even on the first planet, doing. The main story and, and a couple of things I'm at thirty four percent discovered on the on the map, so it just kind of shows you that some maybe some of the the size of some of the stuff as well. So we'll see what happens. Um, I think it's probably in the same vein where you you you're better off just finishing it and then going back and trying to do each of them because it's you're going to unlock <laughs> obviously all these different yeah, things yeah. and different you know stuff to do. So um, yeah, I can't really go into it much more without you know touching on any spoilers. But I get combat's pretty good. Um, and I'm just playing it on normal difficulty. I've no, I've no budge that because I, I quite like the combat. So I'll Can start I ask to you just before yeah. you move out. Uh, right. I might be slightly early since she's only like six and eight hours in. But has anybody had wee feelings about going back to the first one after like? Hmm. I don't do that. Um, it's like same thing with like Spider Man, God of War, all those games. Like I can't, I can't. So I could, I could answer that maybe who can. But I personally like, I don't, I struggle to go back to any game. Um, that I'm that I've played so much of, like especially the only reason I'd go back to Star Wars would be, um, you know, Fallen Order or even this game when I'm finished with it, as if if there was DLC, um, mm. similar to Spider Man, the the first Spider Man when they they really released the DLC. I waited till all that came out and then I went back to it and played that. Um, I I just struggle to to replay something like that, which is strange because I, I, re- I re- obviously went back to the, to the Witcher although technically it's not really a replay with that because I hadn't finished it the first time but mm. um, I think I, c- I could replay a game like Witcher but for some reason for these games with them being a wee bit more um, just you know story driven I would say more you know single path linear is the right term probably uh, uh. Um, games I, I just I like the experience that I experienced the first time around and 
and I just I just kind of go for there, especially when you get that platinum syndrome. Um, it doesn't really make me then go. Oh, I'm going to go back and and play this. Um, what what about you? Who is it? What, what, how do you kind of feel in terms of if you did you obviously you platinum Fallen Order, but did you ever go back or would you? Well, so I've played through 2018's Insomniac Spider-Man eight times, <laughs> even though I have the platinum, and then I've played through Miles Morales four times, even with the platinum, and. This is the only other game that I thought, should I go back? Because there are beats that clearly I have forgotten. And mm. I thought, man, this would be a great time to jump back in. I did uh, jump back into Fallen Order. And then I saw the map. And I I know this is, this is going to be a thing of, oh, that seems like so insignificant but it's not the map is one of the more boy i you know there are enough words in the dictionary to describe what i think of that map but it did turn me off that i just couldn't do it however the feeling was there i did want to go back but i just thought i could not rationalize dealing with that map again from the first one and trying to figure out how to get around that world sadly that i just gave up on that but mm. If there was ever going to be a tenth, this was the game that was going to push me into replaying a game outside of Spider-Man. So, mm. yes and no. Yes and no. See how it goes. I do think it is probably, if you don't remember much of Fallen Order, uh, probably a good idea to replay it if uh, if if it strikes you. Because, uh, you I know, would, I would that game, that there was a well. lot in that game that I don't remember. Yeah, it's a lot. I'm finding that when I've just when I've put this on, I'm like, what the f what the fuck's happening again? And I, I'm actually I am thinking about even just watching a wee recap of the first game on YouTube or something. That's like that, also just a to, great idea. Just to try yeah. and like refamiliarize myself with it because yeah. I'm like, so what happened at the end of the game again? And I think I do know, um, but it's obviously stuff that's happening now in the second game. I'm like, what, what, did, what happened? Like, did something big happen? I don't know what the fuck's <laughs> happening here. Like, who, who, who's this? Like. So I I'm probably... actually surprised. Yeah. I'm surprised he didn't put a recap at the start of it just because it has been quite a wee while. It's been like probably about four years, maybe or something like yeah. that. I'm surprised surprised that they put a wee recap in it. Yeah. God of Wars one was so good that um mm -hmm. you would have thought that people would kinda of learn for that kind of thing, but um maybe that's just what they're kinda of hoping for. you know, I mean films don't do that, you know what I mean? So it's it is a very right. you know, a specific choice to do that kind of thing. So I kind of hold it against them for not doing it, um, but at the same time, uh, like <laughs> I personally yeah. kind of hold them against it for for doing it because obviously they, they're trying to, um, you know, they're, they're doing their own thing with this with the setting game. But at the same time, I, I do think that um, there's just a few things on it. I'm like, I don't, I'm not hundred percent sure here, and it could it could put people off if 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 when they're doing these kind of things. I know that. Um, uh, we're watching stuff with the better half if something's not quite clicking and she's getting a wee bit confused and, and frustrated then mm. it, it, you know it goes the opposite way with stuff so maybe that's maybe that's a point maybe something worth worth looking at but um, I, I think I might do, do a wee recap but Hoodie's probably hitting the nail in the head there if you've obviously me and Gary are, are game sharing with this one so I, when I'm finished with it that's, that's when I'll get through to Gary to start but so good um, the game sharing by the way yeah, <laughs> um, so I think 
for if if you were feeling it, then maybe a, a return to the to the first game. If I'm honest, there was a point actually now that I remember it that I was going to re- replay the first game. Uh, I was going to stream it actually um, because it was on the Xbox, it's on Game Pass, so I was going to I was going to play it then. But I never, I just never got around to it. So mm. uh, now that I've, now that the second one's out, I I probably wouldn't go go back. But yeah, yeah. Um, maybe if I'd planned ahead enough, I would have. But I always, I also have the thing where if I'm playing too much of the same kind of game, I, I get put off. So I don't, I think I've, I've approached this game the right way, but maybe, just way, maybe that YouTube would have, would have helped. Yeah, yeah. It's easy enough to rectify into a wee YouTube yeah. somebody, somebody, somebody yeah. somewhere. Yeah. Have it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, the only hangups I've had with the, uh, missing out on what I'm not understanding, were, Cal would make comments and be like, oh, not them again, and I'd be like, oh, wait. Have I seen them? Have I seen them? <laughs> 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 Who are they? Uh, okay. All right. And that, and that might not even be in a, a, a catch-up video either. That kind of specific thing. I don't. I don't even remember. They're what very I was small. Mean, but, yeah. yeah. So yeah, it's it's such an insignificant thing that I don't know if it would even matter. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. Just watch a recap video or play the game. <laughs> play the game. Ah, that's it. Play the game. Uh, um. So yeah, uh, the other game I've been playing is um, I've been playing on the locally this time on the on the Steam Deck is um, a a little golf journey. Um, so I've been oh. I've been right into my my golf um, recently and playing some PGA and things like that. And uh, I just I fancied playing something a wee bit kind of local. I can't remember the reason why. It might have been to do with the. Um, my internet or something because I have a remote access up upstairs to the PlayStation, but um, I decided to to check this game out because it's pretty it's pretty neat. It's, it looked pretty nice the the art style. Um, it's eff- effectively a little square that you've got. Um, you know of you know a, a basically a, a a particular hole. Um, so you you have a little starting area, and you're kind of trying to um obviously you know pl- it will tell you know how many it'll give you stars for how many shots that you take to to get the ball in the hole and you have like you know different shots and you can land in different grass and it restricts the shot that you've got and stuff like that so it's pretty cool um but i see it as more a kind of like a puzzle game than than a golf game because um it is so neat and and um and the way that it kind of looks and the way that approaches it um and when i'm as i'm playing through it I'm realizing that if you get, you know, all of the stars and stuff, you get like a certain number of stars, or if you do a cer- certain thing on a on a particular um, puzzle or map, a hole, whatever you want to call it, um, it will unlock extra ones that you can unlock extra stars for, um, and it, and you know, and different kind of little mini games um, within it. So you know, in, in one world, because it's you know separate worlds, um, you have to look for. A particular plant that's shaking, so it'll be a tree or a cactus, whatever and that's shaking. If you hit that, um, you'll unlock a kind of mini game that you complete, and that unlocks a, a whole new hole for you to play. So, um, if I'm honest with you, and I haven't ran this past the past the guys yet. I, I floated it past Gary just to say to him that I'm I'm kind of thinking about dropping a wee idea um, on the on the on the podcast. So I'm I'm just going to put it out there now that I'm I'm actually contemplating. Under the uh, under the vault dwellers banner, um, maybe recording some some footage and, and putting out a wee game review, um, for for this. So that that's maybe something that that can be 
can kind of come later just to try and share that out there and, and maybe do that for for some games just some kind of smaller games to shine some some light on them as well um I, i've always wanted to kind of write and record um a review i've, I've kind of done one or two of my own uh, youtube channel back in the day and it's just something that i've always felt like doing so if i could yeah. um somehow record some some b footage because it's literally only on the steam deck in front of me so i'd maybe somehow trying to kind of record for my phone a wee bit here and there or, or that so i'd kind of talk my way through it so i'm thinking about doing that um if i can if i can anyway and it would just be um just be my myself just talking through some some games and, and shining some light on some some other projects so i'm hoping that that's something that uh, the guys can buy at as well we can get some more content out in the world that's I'm good. always for shining a light on small games. That's mm-hmm. it. That's it. Um, so yeah, I've been playing that. I'm not get too much too much more into it since it's kind of the one I was looking to um, kick off this uh, reviewing uh, part of the uh, of the Vault Dwellers uh, podcasting. But um, yep, I'll, I'll I'll break down that a little bit better in the future. Um, so speaking of of reviews and discussions and all that good stuff obviously we already do that over here in the vault dwellers in terms of our group discussions on some games um i don't think have we done any other ones now that i'm thinking about it actually i know we've done movies and all that kind of stuff but um this is kind of the first um kind of game one on it that we've that we've done man i'll get that oh okay do you know what because because you usually go first I usually, uh, I just completely <laughs> blanked. Usually, it's always I'm always last. Uh, I've done that to Rahul as well. That's why you know. So I should always be last. I think. Uh, I've even got it written down in front of me as well. That's really terrible. Um, sorry, apologies, Gary. What, what have, uh, what have you been, your favourite segment as well? What have you been playing? So, mate? so my favourite segment is a, I'm going to put my segment in a segment here. So I'm just going to kick off with Fight Night. Oh, EA, here we go bring again. it back. Bring it back. <laughs> we go today with no pulling the punches anymore. Fight night. We need. We need this. This is the time. Boxing is at a high right now. We've got heavyweights all over the planet battling their way through this ranking system. Not even that. We've got middleweights, super middleweights. Boxing's biggest it's ever been in a while. It's time to get a boxing game back. So that was my segment and a segment. So going straight into another. At least you've put that in a sensible place this week. <laughs> so going straight into another game from EA. So I've been playing FIFA. Uh, not going to bother you with FIFA. I'm probably about 130 hours into FIFA now. Just ridiculous amount of hours. Just can't even actually believe that I've even put that much in. Um, shocked. I'm probably going to hit about 180. I imagine by the the time that I gear up. Um, just ridiculous. Not going to go into it much more. As this is going to be a quick segment for me. This one. Um, and also I have been playing Cult of the Lamb. Um, really enjoying it. It's starting to get hard now, but I'm also pretty shit at these games. So that kind of it's 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 more to do with me than the game. Um, I'm glad that the game's easy. It's no like a hard version of this kind of hack and slashing type of game. So that's good. Uh, still enjoying it, still enjoying like having all the wee people, as I said I've run out of names for people, everybody's just getting called fucking random names now I'm not really that bothered with any of that stuff um, uh, still enjoying it, still I really tell anybody to pick it up, especially if it's in a sale, I mean I think I got it through at £12 or something like that, which is I've played much more value than £12 
uh, for this game and it's fantastic love it love it love it and also my last game which you're just going to take you straight into the review is god of war ragnarok Ooh, so mr mac take it away take it away indeed um yeah so obviously uh, as gary says we've been playing uh, God of War at different times. Um, Gary War, Gary War, Gary War just finished. Gary of War. Gary of War. <laughs> uh, Gary just finishing uh, God of War, and with it being such an important episode for the Vault Dwellers, our happy birthday. Um, we just figured that this would be a perfect um topic um for us to take on. Uh, as a big meaty uh one, and, and obviously big with us no previously doing i think we've not previously done a game a proper full games uh, review we've done a lot of movies and stuff like that but um you know, we're going to get our our best try um here um so what i wanted to kick off the um the episode the podcast topic the best topic ever um is trying to kind of just basically go around the, the room and just kind of speak about what our previous um experiences um, you know, for for God of War have have been um, and what I mean by that obviously is um, for myself. I started off, um, you know, playing God of War back way 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 back um, when it you know first released the original hack and slash uh, games. Um, you know, and that's that's what I knew God of War is. Obviously, they changed it ever so slightly to be a little bit you know more enhanced in terms of just these. Um, you know, a lot of people in the in the room, and you're just kind of taking out everybody and using, you know, your your chains and and whatever else, and you know, it was literally just fight, 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 and then you know, eventually they, they did that re-release. I think there was a three of them. Um, did that, that re-release, and and you were kind of fighting. It was more kind of set piece and fighting some bigger bosses and stuff like that. But um, I do have you know great fondness for some of the older games and in, in particular some of the. Uh, boss battles as well um, and some of the the old kind of weapons and stuff you know you had some like you know bare gloves and all that is what I remember as one of the the um, weapons that you had back in the day so I, I do appreciate that there's a certain lineage for God of War um, and I, I've you know kind of spent my time playing them a lot of the times back in the day so it would be good um, I thought just to kind of see everybody else was in the same vein um, so I don't know about yourself how do you have you um, kind of touch base with any of the earlier games back in the day. You know what? Uh, circling back to the question of does this make you want to go play Fallen Order again? I played through <laughs> 2018. That was my first God of War I had I had ever played. Yeah. Um, and by the end of that, I will admit I'm on the much lower end than everybody else on that game. Uh, very, very much so. Like everyone's high they love it it's the greatest thing ever i was like yeah that was a good time and so when ragnarok rolled around i was like you know what i'm gonna jump into this one too because i you know i enjoyed the first one well enough uh but as the trailers kept coming out i'm like oh man oh this game looks this game looks fantastic hold hold, hold on now uh and the previews for it started coming out i was like whoa this sounds way more up my alley than the first one did uh and then jumping into it, getting to the end of it, and, you know, I won't spoil what I thought about it. But it did make me want to go back and play the older ones. Mm. So I went backwards and I played three. 
which I enjoyed my time with yeah. it. Much different game. I did not expect mm -hmm. it to be so vastly different. Yeah. Uh, and and I, like I said, I enjoyed what I played of it. it. It's not my type of game, so I fell off of it. But it, it was it was interesting to not have that kind of either nostalgia or growing up attached to that franchise and then going back to it with different eyes. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, going in, going into God of War for the first time, I didn't know what to expect. There were a lot of things that I clearly did not understand in 2018 because you should have played the other ones and I didn't. So, mm. but yeah, 2018 was my first and then I went back for three. That's quite funny. <laughs> the reason I laughed when you said suck him back, I thought we were going to start talking about Star Wars again. And I'm like, Jesus, man, I've been <laughs> we've we've doing this review for two seconds and he's already off the fucking chain away back talking about suckling back to playing the original Star Wars. So um, I, I, I just appreciate that that's even a remote possibility in my mind that you would do that kind of thing. But uh, I, 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 can, I can speak to that, um, you know, in terms of a lot of stuff. I mean, even the God Award, like playing the earlier games, uh, I don't think that you retain a lot of that knowledge. I certainly didn't. I know, you know, the whole kind of uh, Greek mythology and all that kind of stuff because they kind of obviously they they refer to it a lot in the um, yeah. in the games, you know, um, Calliope and and that kind of thing, and they refer to all that kind of stuff. But I, pro I probably would uh, like to maybe go back and and check out some of these older games again actually um because i don't remember them i just remember them for being a, a hack and slash game and and there's a few cutscenes and a few bosses that i remember um for back for back then but other than that i don't i don't recall at all um so i it's maybe a maybe a good a good point that maybe going back would be uh, would be a good idea um gary you you played a lot of them um, growing up as well yep. i take it yep I've played uh, 1, 2, and 3. Never played the Vita or as Ascension, I think the other one was. I've never played them, but I've played mm -hmm. 1, 2, and 3. And I loved them. Um, <laughs> so it was, it was, it was strange for, like, going for that for 2018. Obviously, it looked a lot different and played a lot different, but it was mm -hmm. strange because I, I did have a real, a real love for 1 to 3. Um, I mean, I, I, I remember, like, ripping Medusa's head off, um, climbing Gaia. Uh, fighting Hercules, like I went through. I, I remember quite a lot, of it, actually. Yeah. Um. I, I I love how they still kept to the the kind of you get your weapons off other people kind of stuff. They've they kept to that, but no the same. It's no it's no like you rip somebody's arm off and you've got their gauntlet or something like that. Like that was Hercules. Hercules was you had the big gloves, uh, and you battled them with them, and then you were like, oh, I've got the gloves now. Um, uh, it's like I liked how 2018 still kind of stuck to that. Oh, we're still going to gear other weapons um, during this kind of thing. Uh, so they stuck with that kind of formula. But yeah, going into 2018 it was just a breath of fresh air because God of War needed updated, and this instead of going back and actually like remastering it, this is what they done, and this is just I thought 2018 was the I, actually I gave it the game of the year for that year. Um, and that, that was a year that Red Dead came out the same year and I, I actually said God of War was a better game mm. which is, is meant to think that now because I've actually probably played Red Dead more yeah, um, more times and stuff like that but uh, I, I, God of War was fantastic and not only did I play it then when it came out in 2018 I went and played it in December um, for 
uh, Ragnarok coming out. I think Ragnarok was already out by then, maybe. I'm not sure when it actually came out. But uh, I, I've literally just played it, and that's been, what, months since it's been out. Um, but, yeah, I, so I, I've played I played 2018 in December there and had an absolute ball of time again. Um, even did more than I even did the first time I played it. I did like, most of the crows. I, I think I literally had, like, three, clo- three crows, two chests or something like that to do. And I, but I'm just not a platinum person, so I was just like, ah, fuck, I don't actually care. Mm. But that was just the way I was playing it this time. It was just slow and methodical and just taking my time through every kind of bit and place and stuff like that. But, yeah, I thought it was an absolute masterpiece of a game 2018. Yeah, um, just having a wee look, just as you were speaking there about the different um, uh, titles, actually, than they realised that there was even as many. Uh, obviously, there yeah. was, you know, God of War, then two and three, but there was a lot of, you know, different Ghost, ones. Ghost of Sparta, Ascension. In, in between, yeah. Um, yeah. And Chains of Olympus was the yeah, was the other uh, PlayStation Portable one, which um, was the watch was um, another one that I'd played. I had a, a PSP back in the day. Um, so I, I played a couple of those handheld ones, and, and that's more what I knew God of War is, um, mm. is being, is the. Is those kind of hack and slash boss fighty kind of things back yeah, back yeah. then? Um, so it was it was about a kind of breath of fresh air to have it, you know, almost um, just completely redone and 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 that way you can kind of you know share it more with everybody else. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because I just felt at the time that when um, when it first came out and they and they showed those uh, first kind of trailers, it it was you know. Something that everybody was able to be like, oh my god, this looks this looks really really good, and there's I don't think there's any way that if they had released a game in the similar vein as the originals that it would have one kicked off as 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 big no. as this, um, no. or as or as being as as good, um, you know, even no. even as somebody who liked the games, I still wouldn't have enjoyed it as much as what I have um with these, you know, it's just been a a total different um different thing. Yeah. I, I know people take it piss and say like uh, God of War's just like the last of us and kind of stuff like that, but do you know Sony's just Sony's just got this fucking recipe for like masterclass and like storytelling, and if it's the way they're if it's the way they're doing it, it's just fantastic. These games, you right, Hoodie? Who in the world is comparing this to The Last of Us? It was because they were like, oh, oh, it's, you've, got a, you've, got a, you've got a child and you're dragging your child through a story. It was the same kind of thing. Oh, okay. Um, I know, I know. You know, I know. All right. You know. Uh, um, not even worth I, your breath defending but, that. But <laughs> even, even, even if people do compare it, they're, they're totally different games, but they're... Uh, yeah. as, as I said, Sony's just got this masterclass in storytelling and gameplay oh, right do. now that you can't, you can't you can argue with. I mean, yeah. these these games are they getting nines and tens for the reason, you know? Yeah, yeah. I think. Uh, um, and, are you going to do? Uh, not not to harp on the comparison, but if we are comparing it, The Last of Us is just Jack and Daxter. You're carrying around Daxter throughout that entire world, just lugging him along, trying to get to one place or the other. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. I don't really. I, I, it's the same thing. Like you can compare loads of films to the same uh, thing. So uh, Ratchet and Clank was what came to my mind as well for what you, for what you said there. I, I was actually looking at my shelf to see if I could think of any other kind of things to 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 spot out because there is just there is so many um, of the same similar kind of vein that you could that you could put in. So yeah, I don't. Crash Bandicoot and that mask. That's. 
that's it, exactly, exactly. Um, so yeah, I, I totally, uh, I totally get that. Um, I know that Hoodie, you've kind of touched on it um, briefly then, in in terms of your, you know, what your excitement levels, um, you know, before it, because you, I take it when you seen the trailers originally for the for like say the the the, the first game. Um, you know, you you kind of it was something that you were you know somewhat interested in. You tried to, when it came to this game, you you mentioned there about the trailers and how you you kind of thought as as you see more and more of the game, um, it seemed more like something that you were interested in. Like, did was was that something that came kind of later? Then, if it's if it was nearer, like was it nearer release that you were interested in that, or was it you know? something that you as soon as you you kind of knew that it was obviously it was wasn't it late that we found out that it was coming out but it was maybe middle of the year before they really confirmed that but yeah um what, what yeah, was your they, kind of feeling hoodie they took a hot minute to market this game actually yeah which was kind of refreshing and especially having played through all of it now and looking back at the marketing them not like if not at all barely spoiling anything in this game it is one of those marketing things that I applaud of, oh, you believed in your game so much that you didn't need to throw everything in the kitchen sink at people to, like, go play this thing. Great job. I, I'm, I'm proud of you guys for doing that, because I did go back and look at some of the trailers, and I was like, oh, yeah, there are very few story beats that are in this. Like, most of the stuff they show is upfront or things that, yeah necessary to the story but not something that would ruin the entire thing for me and mm. when i got off of uh god of war 2018 i want to clarify i'm at an eight with that game really enjoyed my time with it platinumed it mm. uh but it was that thing of yeah i could i could jump into another one of these but it felt like the first trailer that came out for ragnarok was very much like yeah there's more of that maybe i'll get it at some point and I think it was probably the final trailer they showed that I was like, holy shit, that looks so cool. That is such an awesome, like, visually so stimulating to look at where every single shot they were showing, I was like, I'd put that on my wall. That's beautiful. Yeah, Whoa. Yeah. Uh, the story, I think, was more interesting to me as well because although yes it's still kind of a father-son journey the first one was very heavily a father-son journey and that's mm. something i personally can't connect with uh so it wasn't uh, it wasn't marketed towards me anyways um but the second one felt more like an odyssey from the trailers and then when the previews came out and uh min max were talking about the previews jacob keller mentioned how much of an odyssey it is and I was like, oh, okay, I'm sold. All right, I got. I have to play this. I, I don't know if I've ever played a game that has felt linear, but also such a wide scope of something. Uh, and that's what excited me from it was that the them mentioning that it's an Odyssey and also the uh, the final trailer for it. Mm. Yeah, um, that that was um, I I. I... I think uh, I'm pretty sure anyway. I, I just avoided all the trailers um, because I knew I was I knew I was getting the game, so I can't speak too much to the trailers. Um, but also because of the way that they that they did, obviously you know 
a lot of this game was developed, you know, and during the, uh, COVID and things like that. So, yeah. um, we never really fully knew how that impacted, um, you know, the development of the game in particular. Um, so in terms of release, I was never sure when it was going to get released. I think it, it got pushed back once, maybe twice. Um, and I'm totally on board with that kind of thing. Totally fine with that. Um, uh, you know, if a game needs another year, it needs another year. It's it's not really an issue. But when I was looking um, at, at picking up the, the game, I just thought, when it comes out, it's going to come out. So I wouldn't say that I was like, you know, I can't wait for God of War to, to come out or anything like that. It was more, when it when it's out, then I'll be excited to to play it. Um, so it's it's not really something that I had, you know, heaps of um, anticipation uh, for more than more than mm-hmm. anything else. Um, so I, but I did get it right away. I know how you did as well. Um, I, I got it right away and I played. I played so much. Yet. I think usually I don't know what made me stop. Um, to be honest, I have a bad tendency to do that. Sometimes it can be just that I take a notion to play FIFA for a wee while or something else. I just I just take that notion, and before you know it, you know I've um you know so much time deep, um in another game, and I've and I'm, you know that I'm too far away for, for for God of War, and then I move on to something else and something else, and it just falls away. So that that's why eventually I managed to get back to it, um, probably mostly because um I'd finished. I can't remember what it was I was playing there. I think it was um, Hogwarts Legacy actually. When I was finished that, um, I thought to myself, you know, I should probably go back and and finish God of War so I can clear that off the off the menu, um, main menu of the PlayStation as well. And with Gary starting it then, as well, that was something that was like, oh, if he's playing it and he's enjoying it and he's talking about how much this is this and this is how good this is, so that's it's just something that I. I, you know, I, I'm quite susceptible to anybody talking about it, and I'll play it. And if somebody else is talking about it, because it gets me kind of excited to play it, so um, that was what kind of spurred me on. But I guess my point really is the game came out in November. What took you so long to play it, Gary? Yeah, so I've gone through like these, like what we were talking about, like the excitement level for me. I was the exact same as you. I was kind of like, ah, like I really enjoyed that first one. I'll kind of get to the second one when it comes, but. You know, when the trailers and all that started coming out, I was like, I don't know what it is about this game. I don't feel excited for it. Like, mm-hmm. I just don't. There wasn't any that. I think it was more an expectation I had instead of excitement. It was just like, this game is going to be good. And I know it's going to be good. So when I get to it, it's going to be good. <coughs> Excuse me. It's going to be good regardless. Um, and I, that, so that's why when it came out, I'm not really one for playing games like day on release. I mean, I think. On the last maybe two years, I've only the first the only game I've played on release was Harry Potter. Uh, it's the only game I've played and released in the last two years, so yeah. it's no it's not really unusual for me to go this long. But um, I, I don't know why it just took me so long. I think it was just playing different stuff. Um, it just kind of hit to fit. I think I knew when I played this game, I wanted to just play it start to finish. Like this is going to be. I need a time. I need a space for it that there's going to be nothing else in between. And I just can focus straight on this game. I, I kept texting Sean like, "Oh, I know I've only got like maybe something more left to this game. I can feel it coming to the end, but like I can't play it until like three, four days." 
time because I, I, I want like perfect conditions. I want the day in my house that annoying me. I, I want everybody to be in bed so I can just sit and totally focus and story. Actually, where I play games, I, I get totally immersed in games and stuff like that. So it, it took me even quite long to even complete it. Uh, I probably completed it in about 30 hours, but I played it over maybe a month and a half um, in that time. So, uh, but. I have to say, I absolutely love this game as well. Um, my approach to play it, um, I played this. I, I was good that I played 2018 in December because the first time I played it, I just kind of played it and I just was like, right, just, just go for it and just play it. And you know what it's like when you get a new game, you're just so excited to play it and you just, <laughs> you just want to be part of the conversation. So you end up just rushing through it. But if you don't even mean it, and you're like, oh, I'll just get that side stuff later. But when I say played it in 2018 uh, in December, I was like, I'm slugging through this. I'm just going to take it slow and just go through all the levels. And I'm so glad I did that because when I played Ragnarok, I was like, I'm doing the exact same thing as I did for my last playthrough. And I enjoyed it so much. And even though I took my time with it, like, I, again, I've got to the end of this. No way walkthroughs or nothing like that. And I've got like six chests to get in the entire mm. map. Yeah. Uh, I got all the ravens like at by the end of the game. So I actually found every single raven. Um popped that trophy and I was like, I'm I just it shows you how slow that I'm taking this game that I'm actually finding that everything that they've put in. Um but yeah, that's 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 the way I'm kinda of playing it. Aye, that I mean that's that's the kind of right way, I guess. Um seeing a lot of it. Uh, proof obviously with the with the crows. Um you know, making making your way. I think naturally, however you you want to kind of play it. I, I suppose I kind of rushed my kind of play through it just mostly because um, I struggle. I don't know if it's because of the. I don't know if it's a kind of thing now where I'm I'm like I don't want to put myself off a game. So I'm just if I'm enjoying a certain element of it, then I'm just going to keep going. Like I was really interested just to to find out about the main what was happening next in the main story so I didn't really feel drawn to go and help such and such way such a yeah. problem so i never really done a lot of the side um content and f- for that um be- just for that reason you know if it yeah. if it was a mission that was right there I would I would talk to somebody and I would it would you know put it as my as my task um I think that that was one thing. I think is it not every time you, when you accept somebody's task, is it that game that that makes it that that's your kind of focused one? I can't remember if that's if it does that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been a wee I, while. I think, I think you can you can it does do that. You, if you accept that, I want it does like right. you can it does do that. So you can kind of change and go back and forward. Yeah, you but, can change it. Yeah. Um, so it's just uh, so there's a lot of the kind of favors and stuff like that. I never I never done. Um, and I don't know if I'll. Maybe I'll go back and and play that and and play all the different side um contenty stuff, but um I just at the time I was just I'd finished that and there was something else that, that was um that I wanted to move on to. I, I take great yeah. kind of joy as, as much as I don't do it quite as much. I, I take a lot of joy in, in finishing a game and then and then just moving on to the next thing. So some games that's just how how it works um for me, but um. How do yourself, mate? Um, just in terms of the, you know, excitement levels. I know we've we've kind of spoke about that, but you you played it straight away. Did you kind of mainline it, or how did you kind of approach the game? Yeah, so I was in an interesting predicament where this game I had to get back. 
I got it from Gamefly, which is a service uh, in the U.S. that lets you rent games for however long you want, yada, yada, yada. And I was on a timeline for it where I was like, okay, I got to just bolt through this thing. Let's just get it done, uh, which isn't normally how I play. Usually I'll just meander for hours and hours and hours until finally, eventually I'll, you know, end up at the end. And uh, I had played one of the side quests and I was like, whoa, that was a side quest. Okay, that was so long and beautiful and amazing. I'm not going to be able to do any of these. <laughs> like, mm. I got to yeah. move on from this, sadly. So I think a lot of my experience was... Um, not that it ruins the main game for me at all, but I do feel like... Well, I definitely lost out on something. I wish I would have taken the time to really live in that world, because I think that's one of those games that does do that so, so well, is mm. immersing you yeah. into their their version of uh you know midgard or, or yada 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 and uh so yeah most of my experience was just like let's see how fast we can do this let's become a speed runner yeah, yeah. i get that approach i did something similar i know it's, it's funny because that like so for me like i'm just thinking to myself and obviously that's just the way you had to play it at the time of just whatever that's just the way your mind was going no fuck it whatever but for me like playing it that's just you get so much side story and but the entire levels you know yeah. and the side missions it's crazy like how much like Mimir talks to you and tells you about this and this and that and whatever else is happening yeah. but it's it's i just as i said i i had a, this perfect time perfect place and i was fucking ingesting as much as i could of this game yeah yeah, I mean, even like say, when you're destroying, I don't know if it's a side mission or no now, but um, near the start when you're destroying those um, kind of mines, um, in one of the first places, Mimir's telling you um, that you know he he was kind of the driving force in, in installing them. Um, mm. I think the mines I can't oh. even remember now, but yeah, yeah. Um, it's like right, the big funnels, big funnels kind of things. Aye, aye, aye. Kind of yeah. thing. So right at the very start, so he's he's giving you that. So it's not just like mm. a kind of go destroy these four or five things. It's like by the way, go and do this because it will free these people from something that Odin's kind of put them in back in the day. And as you yeah. you know, as you, as you destroy each one, you're fed a wee bit more um, story, and obviously we'll we'll speak more on on Amir uh, on Amir uh, on Amir. Amir a, a little bit um, you know soon but a, a little bit later and so so that's it, it is, it's perfect um, storytelling and that Hoodie touched on it there the side missions are you know lengthy and, and you do garner a lot of information off them so it's um, I, I totally understand like how you know, you 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 see it as you know. I, I really you should you should almost be looking to play them because it does provide you with a lot of backstory. But um, I just like I said that I just found that the main the main story was just such a draw, and it was again a lot of games suffer for this. I feel, but there's just such a like a grand thing put on the main story that I just find it so hard to be like, oh, and now I'm going to go and help help them mm. with their problem like because it's, it doesn't fall under the big this big picture this big urgent picture that you've got to go yeah, and yeah. sort you know what i mean it's like it's just that kind of 
you know, obviously I played um, Mr. Matt completed Fallout in five hours. <laughs> no, <laughs> but you get what I mean, like, do you know what I mean? Like, oh, you get, yeah, you yeah, get yeah. what I mean, like, you've got, you know, you've got games. This is urgency. Aye, there's no, like, it's yeah. like, you know, we could, oh, we could go and do that. And I like that they do that when you get in a boat and it's like, um, you know, we could go and do this. We could go and help this. We could go and help them. Yeah. Or we could just go and see what he's up to. And I'm like, I want to go fucking see what he's up to because I want to, I want to know the next thing. Like, I don't, mm-hmm. you know, and they, to be fair, they really do a really good thing where it's like, do you know, we have got time to go and do blah, 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 you know, whatever it is. And yeah. so, did, so did they introduce that and did they make you, did they remove that guilt element that that's some, that whatever guilt I seem to be feeling when I want to go and, and move on to the next thing. So it's no, I'm not, I'm not saying that it's the, it's the game's fault or anything for, um, putting such a an urgency behind the 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 task um of the main of the main plot, but they just did such a good job in my opinion for the of the main story that I just wanted to keep to keep yeah, going with it yeah. and keep progressing with it. And, and to be fair, oh. they, they say that about six or seven times that oh, but we do have time. Like do I want to do that now? There's about six or seven times that they do say it and Aye. like through the entire story. Yeah. Well, yeah, that was one big part of it that i think plays into the writing of it in its entirety how well they've crafted this idea that the world doesn't want to move we don't want to do this we don't want to keep going forward and even though we're pushing forward there's always hesitancy like you get to i want to say a penultimate chapter and it was either mimir or Atreus, who says, uh, oh, I wish we had one more moment, you know, something along those lines of, I wish we had one more thing we could do, where I was like, oh, oh, wow. Yeah, we didn't take any time to relish, like, what we had with each other, because ultimately, this could be the last time we ever see each other. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was such a smart way to play into that because what you're talking about is like oh i do wish i could go play these side quests like it's bumming me out that I'm, i can't like normally i would and these seem like some of the best side quests uh in any game and they play so well into building those characters especially the one you were talking about with the furnace where i was by the end of it thinking oh namir is much different than i had mm-hmm. perceived him and hearing this part of it does change my opinion of him, which I'm like, well, I didn't, I didn't expect that. That's crazy. And this is from a side quest. And if I hadn't played that, I would have played the entire game just with the same perception of Amir, where yep. I, yep. I still care about Amir by the end of it. But it is like, oh wow, he 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 did some fucked up stuff. Um, so like not having that, and then hearing throughout it, like, are you? Sh- are you sure we should go forward? Like all of that built into it made me feel more on edge to get to the end. Like I almost don't want to finish this game because Mm -hmm. this game is trying to say, let's maybe let things happen. Like we shouldn't, and it's probably the wrong thing to do, but we don't want to lose time with each other either, which Mm -hmm. was oh fascinating to see them delve into that kind of like micro storytelling or like environmental storytelling is another big thing with them where Mimir will tell a story just as you walk past a rock for a a hypothetical example like 
that one rock has this entire history that we now know about. So I'm distracting myself by going to find every rock now because I want to hear every story. Yeah, That's yeah. so cool. And it's yeah. so interesting that plays back into what I was saying where that world is insanely immersive where mm -hmm. everything matters. And I don't know if I have ever played a game where everything matters because mm. there are conversations later on. If I hadn't done the two side quests at the beginning, the first, uh, so apparently I did two because I didn't realize the furnace was also a side quest. If it is, again, if, it, if it is, I don't know myself. It was a long time ago, but I, sorry. I think it is. I think, yeah. I don't know. Mm. I think you are right where it is like, but they are so well done that you can't tell. They all just feel mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. they matter again. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, playing the furnace side quest and the whale side quest, there are two lines of dialogue that I question. If I had gotten to a point in that game, would they have ever brought that up? Because that is a thing they bring up. I mean, in story missions too. So how much of the dialogue is written for that? specific thing and yeah. how much of it would have happened no matter what like oh that's so fascinating to me what they did with the writing in this game it's so beautiful and layered and and yeah. impactful in ways that are big and small yeah 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 that's a good point um obviously i think you know for myself even just you know when i'm starting to think about it more i'm like i, I know deep down the reason that i i, I moved on to get on to other things is because i've got such a big amount of games that I want to play, particularly this year. There's a few, you know, touchstone games that are, you know, in particular the one I'm playing right now, Star Wars, and um, I've got you know a lot sitting there uh, on the shelves from Christmas, and you know a lot of things, um, you know, f from from even the previous Christmases, you know, sitting there that I want to, that I want to play. Never mind, um, you know, some things that I'm I may be looking at playing. Um, you know, on the Xbox and different ecosystems and stuff. So I did need to move on, but I think it's probably one of the games that I've I've maybe, um, you know, done a disservice for not for not playing the side quest. So I will I will get back. Um, I, I did want to ask Gary just a quick question in terms of obviously he's finished his road credits now, but if you've you've done a lot of different bits and pieces, are you are you thinking is it is it on the platinum uh, platinum strategy thing here? Is it on the target? Nah. No. <laughs> I'm just not a platinum person. The only things that I have no done in this game, I've done near enough every side quest, and the only ones I've no done are the Berserkers, which is this year's uh, Ragnarok's version of the Valkyries. Um, that's the only thing I've no done. I've done one of them, and I was like, you know what? Fuck this, man. I'm not doing this again. I did, I did every Valkyrie apart from the last one and God of War 2018, and I was like, I'm not doing these fucking berserkers, they could get right to fuck. Um, <laughs> uh, but, what, what, did, what did you ask me again? If oh, I were, platinum run. Aye. Oh, I, uh, no, nah, just no platinum run. I'm just, you know, I, I, when, it, when it ended, I was just kind of like, uh, I, I know I've done, I've know I've done as many side quests, I've literally done every side mission I could possibly look for in day, and I just kind of feel like where I finished was like a nice point. Um, mm. You know, sometimes you get that when you finish a game, you're like, ah, I've still got maybe an hour or two like left in me. You still we go. I was just like, why ended this? I was like, no, that's 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 perfect. Thank you well, for finishing. Well, that, that, <laughs> <laughs> that plays into the the kind of next point I was looking to ask actually in terms well, of just you know, go. Uh, length of game because I, I think yep. see for some games like it can it can 
it can be that kind of yin yang type situation there where you've it's you know the, the perfect length or, or not quite enough and, and i can yep. think of loads of games that that fall into that category where you're like i just want to keep playing this so i keep yeah. doing the next thing but um, I, I think i think the only problem with me for this game was was because i played 2018 uh, uh so, 2018, so recently you mean yeah recently in 2018 is like 20 years 25 maybe um and i think when i played this and i was like see when i go into that 30 point that 30 hours i was like this is fucking like starting to drag its heels a wee bit like even though i was enjoying the story i was like this is fucking long feeling now um and i i, I did i did think it was a bit too long um yeah. by the end as i said I, i've got to that point when i've just finished and i was like yep i am done like uh not even looking back and I, I know I've, I've got like six chests and whatever else I'm so close I'm just like nah yeah, that, that, that's, <laughs> nah. that's fair enough I mean um, when you start looking at what you've got left today um, or when you feel like you're at the end sometimes it's like right okay I'm, I'm ready to be done or or, or if you feel yeah. like you're, you're at the end of a particular game and, and there's still like so much there I mean I, I remember once I was playing uh, one of the train um, games and and I was like, oh my, I'm nearly done here. Like, these are the, this is the end mission. And what I didn't realise is the collection that I bought had DLC. Mm. So I was ready to go to bed. And I was like, right, okay, if I just, I, I'm, I know I'm at the end of this. So if I just do this mission, this will be me. And um, I'd done that mission. And it was like, here's the end bit. And it was, and I was like, oh, thank God I'm finished. And then, like, this we, um, I can't remember if it was like a troll or whatever it was, but this goblin goblin this goblin jumped up and it's like haha no quite yet and then it kept going and i'm like what you what the fuck do you mean no quite yet i'm i'm done so so you're done um so i'm like it must be a fucking bonus mission and i was like fuck i better do this then and i'm it was so late as well and i done it and it was still gone and i'm like what the fuck is this and i think i looked it up and i'm like oh my god it's the actual dlc like i'm <laughs> i was finished but I, and i did i did finish that dlc then i think i just played it the next night and it was like another three or four hours so i'm lucky i never stayed up that night to to finish it all but um i don't feel like i can really touch on the length of this game because i, I had such a big gap in between um playing yeah. it the first the first bit and, and then going back to it again i don't feel like it was um that i could i could fairly comment on the length of the game i feel like the e near the oh, end you, oh, that's exactly what i'm building up to is a is a, is a hoodie because you have he played it very similar to me in terms of not playing too much of the side quests Um, i felt like um just just to save my piece before i hand it over to to hoodie um, I did feel like when I was getting to near the end, um, when I was looking, I mean, I, I do this, I do this thing. I don't know if it's you know a kind of ADHD tendency type thing or whatever. But if I'm playing a game and I want to know how long, how far into it I am, um, and how long I might have left, is I'll check how long to beat, um, but I'll also have a look at a chapter list. So I know I don't look. I can count them without reading the names because obviously I don't want to gain anything away from myself, but. If I'm looking at a game and I'm like, okay, I'm X number of hours in and I'm on this chapter and I've got, you know, eight chapters, nine chapters left, like, that sometimes, I mean, sometimes it can put, it can kind of put me off, but I like to know where I am, I like to know 
specifically how far through I am. So when I went on and I looked and I'm like, this, this feel, I feel like we're, we're on the ascendancy to the to the end, you know, the, the kind of climax of this story point, and I've still got so many chapters left. Like it definitely did feel like it didn't overstate yeah, it was, its welcome, but it was definitely wrapping up to that. It was funny because I messaged Sean and today because before the last episode. Uh, no episode, the last uh, podcast that we did, episode, uh, episode 19 uh, we were talking about doing this and I was like, oh I'm, I'm pure far into God of War, I was like, I'm fucking far right into it, like, oh, I was like, I'm about 28 hours or something like that I'm like, oh, and Sean was like, where are you tell us and we'll tell you how long you've got and I told him, and he's like, you've got like 15 hours left and I was like, what? <laughs> Fuck off Aye, I was Fuck so glad uh, when, Hoodie, <laughs> when Hoodie said that because I was like I'm sure that's not very fucking far. And he's like, nah, you're not fucking... And this was like Wednesday and we were recording on Friday. Aye, aye. Uh, and I'm like, don't don't rush it. Mm-hmm. Um, but Hoodie, Hoodie hit the nail on the head. He's like, you've got another fucking 20 hours to go, so don't even bother with it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, aye, Hoodie... Um, sorry, I, I dragged that my part of that out there when I was when I was building up to the throat of you. But, um, you know, in terms, of, in terms of your, your kind of thoughts and feelings on the specifically the, the length of the game then, what, what was your, where do you land with that? I have two minds. The first being we already know one of the reasons I was rushing. The second being that the internet loves to spoil fucking everything. Just instantly. The game drops, they'll tell you the ending. And <laughs> so the other half of me was like, I have to rush through the main story because I don't want it spoiled. Which I think uh, Ben shared the same sentiment when he was playing it of, I just don't want this game spoiled for me. Because I know he rushed through the game. He did more side quests than I did, but uh, ultimately just put. And uh, the second half of my mind is I have never played a game that I wanted to end more for the wrong reasons and never wanted to end. Because I had played through roughly like 35 hours at this point and i was like i have to one turn this game back in and two people are getting more and more feisty about what they're going to share online mm. and it's just not ending it just keeps going but yeah. then there's the second half of me that's like that's i hate that i'm thinking this way and i have to think this way in our day and age where I just don't want to spoil it. Like, just end. Because I didn't want it to end. I loved that world so much. I could have spent 102 hours in this game and still felt like, well, I I wish I could spend more time here. Because I like everything that's happening. I love the gameplay. I love the... the oh, like I was mentioning about the rocks as a hypothetical. I love that. It, it is a game that mm-hmm. I never want to skip a single line of dialogue because i'm so interested in whatever they have to say any of the characters as well um so when i was getting through and i was like man okay i i have to i have to keep pushing and i get to the point that you were talking about in in chat gary where we have just fought um Hmm. and man i was like this has got to be it (laughs) <laughs> right we're getting closer we're we're moving and ben who had beaten it before me says no <laughs> no no you're not and i go 
no, I'm not as in what? What is it as in? And he goes, you're you're so far off. And the sense of dread that overcame me. Yeah. Which is such <laughs> a right. sad thing right. to experience. Because the, like I said. To me. <laughs> uh, we definitely did. I mean, I had the exact same experience uh, at the exact same hands, actually. Ben, um, ben done yeah. the same to me, I think, maybe at Christmas time. I think I can't remember. I was playing uh, God of War and... At the time, I, it's not that I wasn't feeling it. It's not really fair to the game to say that I wasn't really feeling it. But sometimes you're just not feeling that that mm-hmm. type of game. And and yeah. um, sure. I think you know at the time we'd watched the that Wrexham documentary, so I was feeling FIFA more than anything else. Um, and when you take that FIFA notion, I, I I'm not you know I don't I didn't, at the time. I mean, you know, I'm playing a lot more uh, PlayStation at the minute, but at the time, I really play a lot of it a lot of it it was more the weekends or whatever and i was in party chats and things like that so it was maybe maybe all those things combined because god of war isn't a party chat kind of game either you know so if if you're talking to the likes of ben and 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 i was i think once or twice i put it on in a party chat and i'd maybe you know just to mess about just to kind of explore the world and and do that kind of staying away for the main missions but just maybe just you know messing about between areas and and um, I think one time he's like, oh, what bit yet? And I'm like, oh, I've been playing for so many years and I'm at this bit. And he's like, oh, and I says, I think I'm a fair bit in. And he's like, no, no, you're not even halfway through. And I'm like, yeah, fuck this. And I was just pissed off. Uh, and he was right. I was less than halfway through at that point and I'd been playing it for quite a while. So um, I think this game, I, I, I don't I don't want for, for, you know, setting the, you know, obviously, you know, Twitter sets its fucking self on fire every time the, the the conversation comes out about length of game. I don't think it's it's too long as much as it was it dragged near near the end. I'm not dragged. I don't like to use these words. I know you're a bit too harsh mm-hmm. in my opinion mm-hmm. for it, but I think you understand the the, the mm-hmm. what I'm trying to say. You know, in terms of what I felt like was the end coming. It just felt like a wee bit like Lord of the Rings. I fucking love Lord of the Rings, but it's like no, we're we're coming to the end, and it's like no, you're not. You know, and it kind of goes so it's. Yeah. It's a wee bit. Um, it was it felt like a wee bit like that for me and for the game. So, I think I would say it was the, the, thi- the thing about this game is it's such a journey, and the story beats is like constant, constant, constant. That by the end you actually feel exhausted. By the Aye. end they're just Aye. like, oh my god. <laughs> oh, no, I can totally get that. Yeah, I think the uh, the perfect and uh, like parallel to this is The Last of Us Two, where yeah. I played through The Last of Us 2 at the beginning of a pandemic, and I don't know if you guys have heard of this thing, but it was a pretty big deal uh, in the world. And I was playing through that and feeling this sense of dread uh, because, spoiler alert, The Last of Us is about a pandemic. And by, like, probably the midway point, when I think about it, I was like, oh, okay. Here's the ending. You know what? I'm, I'm. I've enjoyed my time with this, and now uh, we're coming to an end. It's okay. You know, it was a good story. I'm at the theater scene, and then they go to black, and I'm like, okay, all right. Well, that yeah, that was really sad. It was this shocking moment, and then they pick up with young Abby, and I, I think if unless I'm making this up in my head, I screamed. <laughs> <laughs> I, I screamed. I was like, no, no, 
I can't do this. You right. can't you can't make me play this whole game again from a different person's perspective. And although I think that is such a cool idea, the game like you were saying overstays its welcome. Yeah. Uh but actually where yeah. God of War Ragnarok, I never felt like it overstayed its welcome. Like I said, I could have stayed 102 hours in that game and still felt like I wish there was more because I love that world. I love what they're doing. And if I had spent all the time to do all the side quests and really immerse myself in that, I almost think the ending would have felt more earned for me personally, not them. They yeah. they did a great job with the ending. For me personally, I would have felt more earned in that because I was forcing myself through it. I ruined the experience for myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, it had nothing to do with the game. That yeah. it was like, oh, this must be the ending. Nope. Oh, come on. This yeah. must be the ending. No. Oh, oh man. Where I did get that Lord of the Rings effect, but that was my own fault. I don't think that was the game's fault in any way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. Where that was the story they were telling, and I do think in some, <laughs> in a rare case, it needed to be told at that length. Uh, yeah. Because, like Gary said, it's a journey that keeps you going. Like, that tracking shot is something that is so unique to an experience I've never had. And when it is happening and you're in those moments where you're like, whoa, okay, now it's going to cut to black and we're going to pick up, you know, three days later. And it doesn't. And then you have to live through the consequences of what just happened is such a, like, emotional beat that does not let up. And so, like Gary said, it does feel draining, but for me, it was in the best way, where I was like, Mm -hmm. man, this was a fucking journey and a half to get here, but I am here, and when I am about to pick up my axe and swing to all hell, it feels like I am really putting all of my power into, like, beating the shit out of Odin. This is... This is coming. I am See, destroying you now. What you're saying about Lord of the Rings is perfect because it's like, should you watch more Lord of the Rings than a marathon? Yes. Should you do it all the time? No, because it's a great <laughs> time, but you're absolute fucked after it. You know? <laughs> Aye. Yep, 100%. It's, uh, that's, uh, 100%. I mean, I, I was... Um, just when Hoodie mentioned there um, the the camera um, tracking, I think you know we could we could speak forever about how how good and, and talented the studio is for managing to kind of storyboard such a great um, you know different level combinations um, you know different shots how it zooms in on one thing and zooms out on another. We had a conversation about oh, that. Transitions. I, exactly. And I thank you because oh, I boy. could not think of the word. I'm looking at OBS going there should be the word trans and it was actually it's there on the screen. I can see it now. <laughs> I couldn't think of the word there. So uh, yeah the transitions there I think we might have I think we spoke about it on the on the podcast previously. Absolutely um, brilliant. When I think you mentioned the uh, punching the the wall and Gary oh, had the yeah. go to that but yeah like that whole um that whole transition it was just off oh, absolutely crazy to me that that it just i don't know it was just so seamless it was like the exact same yeah point it's such a simple idea when you think about it but it was so well executed you don't see it oh, all yeah. the time obviously but it was just oh absolutely perfect i think i even i might even have messaged you about it i can't remember but it was just Oh, absolutely perfect. So, um, the the, oh, the work the work that they've done with it with the with the different 
um, shots and things was just phew, aye, out, of this, well, out of this world. That's a great thing to bring up of how much of this feels so cinematic. I I know yep. we all, all, most of everybody in the gaming community references The Last of Us as like the first real like, whoa, that's, that is as close to a movie being a game as possible, yep. right? And this felt to me like the evolution of what The Last of Us started, where we have created three movies in one game and they all work. They're all coherent. And every time we got to a transition point, I was just like in awe. Uh, the first one where Kratos goes into his room and sleeps and then falls into the dream and is like being pulled from the bed. I was like, holy shit, that is so cool. Yeah, what an yeah. awesome way to get him into a dream sequence uh, without ever taking away the camera. And then we get to uh, Atreus, I believe, puts the dagger down on the barrel and then Kratos picks it up. And I was like, God damn, what are you guys doing here? The, like, yep. even the simplest things that they're doing were just so emotionally resonant uh for me and heading so hard because they understand the art of subtlety and that's something that is unbelievably difficult to do in any medium but especially games like to be that subtle and reserved in what you're doing but have it be so powerful was yeah. just like an awe-inspiring experience playing this game that i had never had before where any other game would have, you know, cut or an action sequence or this, that, or the other. Everything could happen in a single moment where they just look at each other. And I thought, whoa, that yeah. look yeah. said more than anything words could have said. Um, but yeah, you, the the cinematic quality of this game is extraordinary. You know, this is, this is one game that I realized how many times that I either didn't move my character or I was trying to move my uh -huh. character and realised I was in a scene, yeah. you know, and, yeah. and, and, and it says so much about this game. There was hundreds of times I was just sitting there watching this. I mean, it literally must have happened about 10 times. I was just sitting watching, and then all of a sudden, Kratos was stopping everybody to keep walking, and I'm just, like, watching it and watching it, just because my beard's still talking or somebody's still talking, you know, and I'm just, like, watching it, and I'm yeah. like, oh, I'm supposed to be playing now, and I just moved my, you know. It happened countless times, and I was aware that it happened yeah. so countless times, which just it's just shows you how cinematic and perfect oh, yeah. this game is it really is and i think another point to the dialogue in this and being so immersed and just setting your controller down and not realizing what's happening mm -hmm. was a thing of i have been trained to be afraid to move in games because i think the dialogue's going to skip an end and i'm mm -hmm. like well i don't want to miss this so i guess i'll just stand idly until you're finished talking mm -hmm. uh and not experience the rest of what i was doing uh and in this i love so much that if mimir gets cut off Later on, he'll be like, where was I? And then yeah, he'll continue yeah. the story yeah. somewhere else. I was like, that's yeah, yeah. so genius. That's like, yeah. you really wanted us to hear this story. That means you really cared about what your team wrote. And mm -hmm. I think that is such an important thing when you are trying to make these characters feel real and this world feel real in how they talk to each other and how they continue dialogue or how they continue dialogue. Because 
like I said, when I'm playing a game and I'm walking up some stairs and it cuts to, oh, the dialogue's done with that. What, what happened? I, you didn't finish the story. Mm. It rips me out of that world. I'm like, oh, that's right. Yeah. I am playing a game. I, yeah. I just, there's, I guess I'll never know what he had to say. <laughs> like, the, the, that's, that's a testament to how much they cared about what they wrote and how mm. they told it to you and when they told it to you as well, because I think there are specific moments and I can't point them out because uh, it's been a while since I've played it. But Ben and I had a, the same scene, different dialogue because it played in differently to what we had done or what we had acknowledged beforehand in like an artifact, I believe it was. Mm. And later on, we learned that, yeah, they wrote several different variations on certain things that people would say. Uh, for any given moment. And I was like, what in the world? Oh. Even that, I'm like, you're telling me that, yeah, maybe it's not a massive story beat, but we could have different experiences in what happens. I, I believe the instance with, with Sindri specifically, where Ben and I had very different outcomes to what Sindri said to us. And I was like, oh, I didn't get that at all. Are you sure it was at this point? He was like, yeah, no, was, you're describing the same scene. I was like, okay. That's crazy. That is how much is in this game? How much do they write? What is that what does that script look like? Mm. Yeah. No, it's it's probably speaks it's just I, I, it's strange because when you look at God of War and you think how much time building up to the first game and then you really think about right, okay, so the second game, you know, it wasn't as as long a time obviously and for this second game to come out and I just I wasn't sure getting into it what we were gonna get. I wasn't sure if we were gonna get the um you know, Miles Morales treatment here where it's a, a, a small mm, yeah. chunky thing or whatever, like and it was it was it was the total opposite. It was a, it was an enhancement on the on the original game and um I don't I think it just speaks kind of volumes to the the studio that they were able to kinda of pull all these different elements um elements together. Um, so yeah, I, and and they didn't really skip on anything. Um, you know, I've got a bit nah. for us to to talk later about the about the combat itself. But in terms of the plot, um, for the um for the game, like I, I wasn't really sure. Obviously, you know, Ragnarok's a a thing, and we know it. Um, obviously we know it, and and relevant kind of culture at the minute with with Marvel and uh, the Thor uh, films and stuff like that. So there is there is you know, reference to Ragnarok as a term um, for people, but I think we'd, in this kind of culture, in this um, situation, we didn't really fully know what we're, what we're going to ask. I certainly didn't know fully what we were getting into when we first, um, you know, kick the kick off um, into the game. So when it, when I first um, kind of started and, and you're looking at what the, the plot of this game is going to play out like, you know, obviously it, it sets it up as, right, you're going to, try and um you know overcome try and locate you know odin or try and find you know whoever it is to try and stop ragnarok from happening and all that kind of good stuff so you once you've once you've um you know kicked the the game off um i think it was quite good having obviously you know the end of the first game you see kind of thor um and or, or the hammer or whatever else you know you know it's thor um and then when you kick the game off and you see them so early in the game um it kind of sets the tone for the game 
Um, but also you kind of, I think you kind of guess that it's going to be like, okay, well they two are going to do something. And it, it made me think that it was going to go back to the old kind of right. Who are we going to, who are we going to track down? Who are we going to, who are we going to kill? What gods are we going to slay? Because that's mm. what he is, the god of war. Yeah, and yeah. He's just somebody that used to go and take down on these kind of Olympic, um, you know, gods and stuff. So I, th- I thought generally did think that was the, the, the gist of how. They were going to do that when obviously in reality the, the story is a, a lot more um deeper and, and personal than that with you know obviously with, um kratos fighting his you know frustration and anger and, and revenge and all that kind of stuff throughout the throughout the game um split with um atreus dealing with the the whole kind of atreus and loki and what does this mean who can i trust what do they you know that general kind of wonderment what does my role play in it who am i you know it's all these extra uh you know these things that are happening outside he's he's kind of mind he's you're almost kind of seeing him kind of grow up as well as is obviously has taken a, a big step in in, in terms of it's, it's you know so many years after the first game so he is a bit older mm-hmm. um but you, you see that the, the kind of whole plot kind of playing out um where he's he's almost kind of taking a kind of the lead in terms of this is what we need to do like trust me you know and it's, it is that kind of bond that we see starting to develop in the in the first game where it starts to then um the aim or the end goal of this is is obviously to stop something but ultimately it's to kind of gain his, gain the, the trust in and bond and, and i honestly wasn't sure what was going to happen with it getting too deep because we'll, we'll get to it in two seconds but um, in in terms of when he comes, obviously when Atreus comes back for being with Odin, you you think is he going? Is Kratos going to explode again? Because that's what's in his nature, and mm-hmm. what's going to happen? And instead, it's more um pr- that protective side of things instead. Um, so I guess what I was kind of g- um, getting at here is the the, p- the plot is is such a expansive thing. It's it's a it's a great thing, obviously, we'll, and we'll probably touch on it as we're making our way through the character kind of breakdown here, but. Um, when you we think about the plot in general and and how you are thinking about that and how it kind of played out, is it something that you you kind of anticipated um going into it, or did you have an idea of how it was going to play out? I don't know, Gary. If you if you think you know about the first game and how that plays against this one. So I I thought I thought exact same as you. I well I, I knew what Ragnarok was. I knew that it was kind of like end of times for like the Aesir and stuff like that. I knew yep. that that's what it was. Um, so I I went in and I was like, oh, this is going to be back to something's going to happen. I, I actually thought to myself, gone no no looking. I didn't watch any um, trailers or anything. Like that. I was thinking something's going to happen to Atreus or something like that, and we're going to get fucking goes to Sparta, God of War, you know, he's going to be ripping people's seeds off and then whatever, you know, that's what I thought this game was going to go for. But I'm so glad that it didn't, because it just it just develops that first game even more. You know, it's all about Kratos, is like, no, I'm turning a new leaf here. I don't want to be that person. I don't... You only see that person if you really come at me. That's the only time this person's coming out. But I'm changing for me and Atreus. Uh, as you said, he's so protective, and not only is he protective, he just try to guide his son to be different. That's all he wants, and he, they say it about seven times in this, and it's a one. It's something that they say in two thousand eighteen as well, which is like, don't don't be sorry, just be better, you know. And aye, it, it just aye. it just plays in that full, uh, the full entire story just plays on that, 
you know, uh, I, I didn't, I love, I love, 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 love how, I know it's supposed to be like a few years later, because obviously Atreus is like a, a late teenager, if you would like now. Um, I love how it feels so much like a sequel though. I said that kind of the last, the last time, but you know, you say you say games a sequel, like, and but they always, they always usually what happens to a game is you get a sequel, but it's like fucking completely like an upgraded, better version. I love how this started, and I was like, this just totally feels like I've just played two thousand eighteen, like straight into this. Yeah. It doesn't feel much different. Um, maybe a bit of the movement. Maybe obviously you lose most of your powers and stuff like that, which is uh, I know I know why games do it. They they I think they needed it in this. Maybe no, but anyway, um, but they just need that for an upgrade tree and stuff like that. I get, yeah. I get why they do it. Yeah. Um, but I love how it was literally like, oh, I by the way, I remember you killed Freya's uh, son. Well, guess what? First scene, she's chasing you and she's battling shit out you and all that. <laughs> and you're like, oh, all right, okay, this is the fallout for um, Balderdine. Wasn't it Balder? Right. I think that was his name, Balder. Yeah, yeah. Um, this is the fallout for Balderdine. So straight away, you're like, fucking hell, like she's on us, like, and how are they going to get away from her? And obviously Kratos is like, look, I've done any, I just didn't want to hurt you, and I, I had to kill your son because he came at me. It's the exact same scenario. And then obviously at the end you see Thor, and I loved how Thor looked in this game. I, I, I've seen the concept art, I've always seen it, he was like a big fatter guy and stuff like that, but I just love that. I, I love, they could have easily went, do you know what, we're going to like the Chris Hemsworth absolute toned out his nut, you know? But I just love how they're just like, no, he's just a big thick guy, and he's just a big fucking solid brute man. Um, I, lo- I love that, and the, the the fight at the start, it was just, it totally echoed that Boulder fight at the start of 2018, you know, it was that total, I, I think somebody said it perfectly one time when they were reviewing it, and it was like, this is the perfect superhero fight. Aye. If you ever had a superhero fight, and it just it just mimicked that completely. Yeah. Uh, but it did it so perfectly. Um, how far do you want me to go into the plot? Do you want me to go right to the end, or uh, just talking in this part? Um, do you mind? I mean, no, I don't mind that at all. I mean, obviously, there's, I think, two, I, I was, I'd probably say um, I would want to, to see what you thought on two, two big bits. One, the first kind of major twist in my eyes um, was you know, the whole tier um side to things when yep. you've got yep. tier in and with you and you know, it's this big fucking hippie cunt that's just no what to fight <laughs> and no what to do it and, and you're like, Oh my yep. god, come on, come on, join in, join in and um and obviously eventually he's like, I'm gonna do this and I'm gonna fight and I'm gonna do this and you're like, Oh my god, he's gonna fight, yes. And mm. literally less than a fucking minute later, it's like, Hold on a minute, you're no tier and you're like, What? It's like, and it fucking and it's and it turns out it's no tier at all. It's fucking Odin, and suddenly yep. fucking Brock's lying in the flare deep. And I, I, I never I, seen that coming. I never seen that coming. Fucking like like genuinely open. Like oh my yep. god, what yep. the fuck just happened? And then it's like that's it. And it's just and you're like, what? no, hold on, are we fucking mate? You're joking. Like, right, he's gonna be alright, obviously. And no, he's no. Like he's he's fucking no gonna be alright. But that's what I thought. I was like. How on earth have they just threw a curveball in here? Like they didn't need to, to to do that at all. Like Tia, you could have just played that. Tia could have just had the character of Tia, which isn't actually Tia, but his character. He could have just been this, you know, nothingness. He could have just been this kind of 
guy, harmonics guy who's just trying to bring everybody yeah. together and bring peace and all that stuff. Instead, they're like, no, hold on a minute here. Why don't we just introduce him and we'll just play it as being that it's actually old. I mean, I don't know how anybody would have thought of that, but I'm with you, Gary. I totally didn't see it coming. Um, Audi, I don't know about you, mate, but that must have been the uh, something that that's that I've, I don't know. That's, that's why the studio has such great um, success between the writers and the motion capture and the voice acting, all these different elements coming together. But storytelling behind all of that was just unreal well yes circling back first to a lot of the thor stuff where Mm -hmm. the introduction of these new characters i was like okay yeah we're gonna get what i know to be thor in my head which is yeah he's a god he's chris hemsworth he's gonna be so handsome uh and for them to introduce somebody you know that personally reflects my 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 type of body where i'm like okay all right interesting i like what we're doing here and then to have him be kind of like this not shy but he is more reserved he's not out slinging one-liners or being bombastic (laughs) or whatever have you he is like yeah okay you know he's just that kind of personality and then to follow him up with odin who is one of the greatest interpretations of Odin I have ever seen, where that guy is just straight up a mob boss. He, like, sits down. He's like, all of this can be fine. Everything's good. We let it all go. You just stop looking for Tyr. That's all we're asking. Don't look for him. And in that moment, I genuinely believe him, which is, Mm -hmm. like you said, a testament to the actors, the motion capture, the animators, the storytelling, the directors. All of those things are what I was saying, the art of subtlety. It is not having these characters be like, I'm going to chop off your fucking head if you don't, you know, abide by what I'm saying. He's like, listen, man, it's all good. I will even pay for your roof. Here's a coin. Like, he's (laughs) so chill about it, which caught me off guard and raised my defenses where before I was like, he's going to be an asshole. Like, I don't know what's going in here. I'm cocky about this. He's not, and I'm starting to think, oh, uh, shit, what do I do here? Uh, and I think I said that. I think I said that one time when we were doing this podcast. We were talking about it, and I was like, do you know, I've got to a point where I'm starting to meet all the gods, and then I was like, and I'm not really sure who's the good guys and the bad guys. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know? Yeah. At, at a point, at a point so in that smart. story, a point of that story, I'm thinking to myself. Is Kratos going to be the bad guy in this story now? Is it going to be like, yeah. is it going to be like a Joe at the end of Last of Us? You know, and you're like, oh wait, I'm not, I'm not really the good guy anymore. Like, yeah. I, I thought, are we going there? Is that where we're going? I was right there with you of, shit, am I making the right decision? Like, I'm not getting a choice in this story, obviously, but I sure feel like I should, because I'm doubting that this is the path we want to walk down. But when we do, and... It plays into what you were saying of uh, Kratos isn't here to be Kratos. He's here to be Atreus's dad. And I think that is such a great character development for him and how much he changes throughout this story alone uh, besides what he had already improved upon with 2018s. But when you're watching him get to points where, yeah, he he clenches his fist just a little bit harder 
because he has mm-hmm. to hold it in. He's like, no, I have to be a better example. I have to be better. And every time he does that and puts his faith and trust in Atreus and what decisions he's going to make, I think really speaks to the volumes that they were trying to set a great example for people playing it of what a dad could be. And no, Kratos isn't the greatest dad in the world, but it is that thing of, can you keep trying? And I think that's what matters most. And watching Kratos do that and lead them down this path of where I guess we're going after Tyr, but I'm trusting Atreus in this. Mm. Only for it to end where it does, bringing it all back to where you guys were, of that twist where Odin is Tyr, and I trusted Tyr because they wrote him so well. I believe he was just like this kind of, not punk, I can't think of a the term you use that I won't repeat, but that's what he is, right? And (laughs) he's very peace and love, and I fully believed it. I bought into it. I did the things where you didn't have to move on to the next mission. You could go talk to Tyr over in the corner by the the, uh, the pot. And I was like, okay, I'm going to go talk to him. And having those little conversations only reinforced my belief in this guy and what he wants. And I was like, well, that's also feeding into what Kratos needs. He needs to be like Tyr. He needs to pull back. Kratos is such Mm -hmm. a general all the time and they try and reaffirm that at every point but he is breaking himself down to become more vulnerable and more trusting in what other yeah. options can be laid out for him yeah so yeah. when it does get to that turn and tear is odin i was like not only did that violate my trust but it violated kratos's where i was yeah. like oh shit. he he even started to believe in tears methods to yeah. a small extent but enough where it was like fuck and then that just ripples down from what it does to to Loki, what it does to Kratos, what it does to Sindri, how it changes their entire strategy. Mm. I was so jaw dropped that I was like, "How did I? What in the? Where was I?" <laughs> like, yeah. I love, whoa! I love, I love what you're saying. I love what you're saying about Tyr there because Tyr and Kratos, I mean, both of them are on the same path. You know, they both of them are gods of wars for their um, yeah. for their respective religions, if you like. Um, and you see Tyr is taking that pure. I am total. Wash my hands of war and fighting. I'm like total peace. Whereas Kratos is still that. He's in that grey area. He's yeah. still in yeah. that. He's, you know, he's like, I've got these urges and I'm going to fight with people still, but it's only if they pushed me. So I was in circumstances, but I'm still going to defend myself. And I love how they both them play off each other because you can see, like, um, Atreus, like, it's just pure, like, oh, and Tear's going to do this and Tear's going to help this and Tear and Tear yep. and Tear. And Kratos is just like, okay, <laughs> fuck <laughs> it. <laughs> you know, you know, okay. But I also, one thing to circle back on, see what you're talking about, like, Kratos is a dad. As a dad, I can say, like, what you were saying, like, see, try to do that. I will only show my children the best version of me. That is totally a thing that you do. You know, it's like, obviously, you have your good days and your bad days and whatever else, but, mm. you know, it's always like, I'm never going to show my kids me being lazy or anything like that, because I'm like, this isn't what, this isn't what you should be doing. You should, you should get up, you should do stuff, you should do whatever. You know what I mean? And I think that's just self-improvement and doing everything else. It's just... It just this game is just so good for that. You can just tell when it's people, it's had children, and they're just like, "This is what you yeah. want today with your children." 
um, not even as a dad, just as a whatever, you know, um, a parent. can be mum, a parent, yeah, parent, even, a, even as a child, you know, you only ever usually see the best versions of your mum and dad, um, and that this game just uh, the, as you see Kratos constantly, constantly try to help. Even even if Kratos gone through a hard time or a bad time, or he's got you, you know like the points where he sees his like uh, what's her name, uh, his wife and stuff like that. You know he's not gone saying Atreus like oh fuck I had a dream last night about your mum. Like he's like no nah, like push that down like let's focus on Atreus. Um, and uh, this game is just so perfect to show like a parenthood kind of love and whatever else yeah i think uh we kratos in particular it was the biggest um probably the biggest character development arc that i've i've kind of seen with a character like that because he's so stubborn um Mm -hmm. and in every game that you play um even the older games we to go back to that you know he's just Mm -hmm. it's his way or no way and other different things that that you kind of think about and remember that he's done in the the harshness at all and even the first game like just keeping it to to the first two games um you know there was nothing that atreus could have said or done because you know he was you know kratos was as as the dad he's the one who's making the decisions he's the one that's taking charge he knows best and yep. um and, and ultimately that was probably the biggest um you know good change that they made to, to the character because i felt like at times you know he's just going to be the same bullish self you know um, Atreus is telling him that we need to go and find this guy, and and it doesn't take much for uh, for Kratos to be like, okay, that's fine. Like, that. Yeah. if that's what you're saying, we need to do, then then fine. Like, we'll go and we'll go and do that. You know, for for you, for your journey, for for you know, for what we need to do as a collective. Um, he just sticks behind um Atreus for the full for the full game and I don't know what I felt like was going to happen with Kratos, I don't know if I knew that they wouldn't have um, I had a strong feeling that they wouldn't have just went right you're playing for half this game three quarters of this game and, and then we're, we're fucking killing Kratos I don't think that thought, I think it, it was something that a couple of people had I'd seen online anyway, a couple of people had said as if they thought that might have happened and then obviously as part of the storyline it's it can you know atreus you know sees the portrait and it's like oh my god you know he's going to die kind of thing and it does bring in that kind of point where it's like well i'm i'm not going to be here you know you do have to be independent so we were, we are going to play out what you want to do probably in some level just so that you know you know that there is consequences to certain decisions and 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 I, you know i'm not going to be here to to help you through that and you know later uh you know i'm not going to be here permanently so um letting them make the decisions was something i think that's obviously helped as well for developing uh kratos as a as a as a character but i felt i felt like um just in, in terms of just a fair pure character um standpoint that as much as he was the kind of main show he actually took quite a bit of a backseat to address and and yeah. in terms of how much um the story revolved around Atreus and, and, and Loki in particular, obviously, in terms of the whole giant segment um, where he, you know, he meets um, Angboda, was it? Angboda? How did he say that name? Uh, Ang- Alder? Wait, who are you talking about? The, uh, the giant lassie? The oh, yeah, Angerboda. 
that's it, anger bother, yeah. So he, he meets there and obviously they have that that whole kind of development which kind of starts off that it's, you know, tra- you know shining the spotlight on Atreus and how he's going to, what part he plays in it. You know, obviously he's on that um, uh, kind of portrait in the first game so you know that, you know, him and, and you know, he's Loki and all that kind of stuff and you always wonder how that's going to play into it. I think Marvel obviously mixes in and plays where a lot of our perceptions on how Loki and Thor and all that kind of stuff work so it's it's something that yeah a lot of people will be kind of unfamiliar with in terms of this take and what's what's how that's going to play out um so I've often kind of wondered on how they would have um kind of developed that way with Atreus and, and as, a, as a character um so the whole element of him like getting frustrated and they end up and and being like no i'm you know, fuck this i'm i'm away to go and see what it is like that Odin wants like i'm going to go and see you know what it is and i'm, I'm not 100 percent sure i think they do a really good job of showing you that he's starting to maybe maybe look at trusting um Odin in terms of you know trying to get what he because he's obviously trying to he's he's far wonderment and 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 that thirst for knowledge and and that as well he's he's obviously you know sucked into trying to solve this mystery of the mask um you know in, in terms of trying to you know see, be like right, I, I don't know what the answer to this is I don't know how we're going to solve this so I'm, I'm going to help as much as I can and you know and everything that, that Odin's saying just to speak to what Hoodie mentioned earlier like you do start trusting him a wee bit because it's like he's not saying it and he's not doing it and that he's saying to him you know you're not a prisoner here you're free to leave any time like I don't know it's just that kind of it's it's a it's, he's come a long way um Atreus from what it was in the first game he's just this kid running around shooting arrows at, at people for you you know he's, he's his own character I don't know the split in terms of Kratos and, and Atreus playtime wise now how much you play obviously you play the, uh, the the main game is is Kratos for the vast majority of it but it feels like the percentage wise for for playing as Atreus was 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 pretty decent and uh, I, I really enjoyed um with it without going into the combat side I really enjoyed just the development of of um Atreus yeah, I think I would say you play was probably twenty twenty five percent. I would say yeah, for the fair. game, that's, that's what I would say. Um, I got gone off like Kratos and stuff like as as you were saying, it's absolutely that's absolutely perfect. They just like light bulb in my mind, you know. Like for the first games, you're you're watching Kratos and he's just a man on revenge quest, and he's just I'm going to kill every single person in my path, and he's got a good reason because he he got he got duped into killing his family so he never had that something to hold him back whereas in this game Atreus is that thing that holds him back and Disney let his temper flare and stuff like that so going off 2018 when he is the teacher you know he is telling Atreus and he's like Atreus you will do this and that's the end of it like no fucking argue with me I'm the adult you're the wee boy I've got the experience but in this game you start to see like right on you go then show me what it is of today Mm-hmm. let's see let's see what this path leads us mm-hmm. and I, I do love that and i love how i love how they keep going and you know there's a point where atreus feels like he doesn't want to tell kratos because he feels like kratos might die if he tells him you know and there's all this like, i can't really tell you but you just need to follow me and then you just, that's when you actually start to see atreus go eh, kratos go 
alright, go for it. Aye. What we doing? Aye. We're going for so it. This is, what you, that, this, is what, this is what you want to do and this is what we're going to do then. So mm. let's go down this path and see where it leads us. Um, and that, it just shows you the depth of how deep uh, they've made Kratos now for that for an angry, just raging character for the first three games to know that he's actually got depth and feelings and not only be a trace, he's also like that with Freya, you know, it was it was never about Freya was always attacking him at the start of the game and it was never about I'm gonna hurt Freya, it was always about why they stop hurting me because I only saved your life. You know <laughs> oh, like I'll know that's what happened. You know? Well yeah. Um, I I think this story has done something in particular that I really love in a lot of like movies that don't really have any kind of action beats or big moments is the introspection and reflection on characters where Kratos takes so much time to reflect on how he raised Atreus and seeing how he's becoming a leader that it makes him afraid because who is Kratos without the leadership that he brings, right? Who is he without his fists? That's a that's a thing that happens and a theme that is carried throughout this entire story. And when mm-hmm. Atreus takes that lead, but he is slowly learning to let go, it brings on a different fear. It isn't the fear of losing Atreus. It's afraid. It's a fear of losing himself, as in Kratos. And when he's having those conversations with Mimir, and he's like, "Yeah, you have to trust the kid. You have to just go with this. You, yep. You're going to lose him and yourself if you don't." trust him just believe and kratos slowly going through this whole thing just breaking down and being like okay 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 and biting his tongue at every turn when that would have been the moment that he whips out his blades and destroys everything and he doesn't the same even if he sees it gone a shit show, he's like, "Well, we're going to this. You're leading us to the shit show, so we'll see. We'll see. We'll see what happens at the end of the thing." We just got to follow through. We have to see what the end is because I have to trust that you need that experience. Whether it's good or bad, you need that experience to get to where you're going to go. And that same thing is echoed through Atreus and Loki, where they play around with identity and who you are becoming. The same way that Kratos feels like he's losing himself because he was the commander. He was the destroyer. He is the god killer. Now... Atreus is, well, who am I? Am I the god of mischief? Am I the destroyer of worlds? Am I the key to everything? Or am I Kratos' son? Am I just this kid? Who? What am I supposed to be? And when you bring in Angerboto, who's one of my favorite characters in the entire game, and I think yeah, her entire story arc is also really beautifully told, and their relationship is so well done, where it is playing into the identity crisis that Atreus and Loki are having where he is Atreus when he's with Angerboda, right? He's bringing out these moments of here are these flowers for you. Here, you know, like here are these sweet moments that I'm trying to just be a kid and the world isn't on my shoulders. And then you see that same the the other side of the coin when he's hanging out with Thor and Thor treats him like an adult. He treats him like he's Loki. Mm-hmm. And Everything is on his shoulders, and he doesn't get, you know, easy treatment. Not in the same way that his father does, where it's a protective, like, hard, tough love. This is Thor being blunt and uh, 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 abrasive, and he's like, you suck. 
<laughs> so <laughs> watching watching Loki and Atreus's stories, which is so weird to say how it's one person but two people, and you're telling these really delicate ideas of what it means to be one a a a leader to a carer and uh three yourself right how find that balances and what they do to tell that story through both of them a new generation and an old generation is fascinating to watch all the way through yeah there's a bit there's a bit in this game it's more than halfway through and they're sitting talking about kratos it's atreus and kratos and they're just sitting talking to each other and he's looking at kratos and he's like like how do you get the muscles how are you so strong? Like, I, he's like, I want to be like that. How can, how come I'm no strong like you and stuff like that? And he's like, he basically says something like, look, that's my power. Like, that's what I've got. He said the muscles came with training. He's like, but the the strength is what I've got is my power. And he's like, it's time for you to find what your power is. Like, mm-hmm. that's basically what he says. And I, yeah. I, that bit just stuck with me. And I was like, wow, he's just... That just shows how much both of them are growing. Like, and he's he's telling them that this is like your turn to find you. Like, go out there and find oh, you. Oh yeah. Well, it's it's more than just a coming of age story. It's a coming of self story. Like, understanding who you are at the end of the day was such an important thing to tell for both of those characters, and also to amplify the rest of the people around them. Because I think Freya is a perfect example of somebody who knew who they were and were just broken by the end of that first game that they lost themselves. And you watch her journey to find herself. Like, throughout it, that theme continues on in all of these characters and understanding what they need to, like you said, find your power. Uh, I, I just thought it was so well done, especially when you get to kind of like the conclusion of Kratos's and Freya's story where they've, fought that like portal beast i don't remember what it was called uh but you fought through that and you're getting to this moment and kratos you know i haven't played the you know all of the first three games but from what i know would have never apologized right and he has grown so far that his pride isn't even an issue it is genuine he isn't sucking something up to try and make good with her he is genuinely sorry for what had happened but he had no choice and for them to come to that understanding it was such an adult way of storytelling that really moved me because any other kind of thing usually would say here's this big battle between them no we can't come to a reasoning but it was two adults understanding there's a greater good here and even though we have our differences and what had happened was horrible, I think we can forgive each other eventually, right? The same way that we get that moment in the very end with Thor and Kratos, and and we'll talk about that more, but it is that forgiveness theme, it is that pride theme, it is that understanding theme that carries throughout and is told so well where circling all the way back to why this game needed to be so long was because they needed to tell those stories the way they did they all matter and they all matter at the length they need to go because if you had done it any other way and rushed that they wouldn't have had the impact they did without a doubt without a doubt I mean I know you touched just briefly on 
uh, Angry Bird. And I, I have a wee bit lower down on, on the list of characters just because so many so many big characters uh, prior to that. But it just feel like a a good point to um, touch base on that. I did feel like she played that character really well in terms of um, the discovery element. You know, in terms of providing that backstory. Um, for you know who Atreus um could be um, more than as you know obviously so he, you know he's he's like oh my god so, so what I'm a I'm a giant you know and he's, he's you know they're talking about you know he's he's you suddenly start thinking well he's he's really seem like a, a giant and he's kind of wrestling with that whole kind of element of things um you know I think that area is is incredible as well that they put you in in terms of that sequence that you first meet uh, the character too and and when you kind of see them just going around and and they're just then like general you know looking after the animals and and seeing the plants and then all that kind of stuff and it's just such a kind of a, a peaceful point and and i did get a wee bit of kind of like um what if kind of anxiety a wee bit during that because i'm like what the fuck is creators going to do when you get when you get back to him like we've been away for so long like what's going to happen like so i, I definitely had that kind of side it but uh, you know, ultimately, ultimately, you're kind of happy for the fact that you know you're you're there and you're just kind of seeing him growing up. He's you know he's got an interest in the soft spot, obviously for uh, for Angerbode as well, and uh, and you can see that you know relationship kind of forming um, there. Um, and then obviously, you know, you, you see that kind of the end where she's like, "Well, no, my my part in this is done. Like, I'm 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 finished." You know, and and I felt. I did feel a wee bit kind of sad at that point because I thought, no, like I'd like to see how it plays out if she was to join them. You know what I mean? If she was to join them in the story, like how how would that that kind of develop and blossom? I'm glad now in reflection um, that they did know that they did part ways for so long, and obviously she comes back at the end. But um, I think that was the the right thing to do in terms of developing just in focusing on the trace instead. Um, but I did, I did feel like that she played a, a a good part for us in terms of being that that point where she's she's telling and prompting him and talking to him about how he's you know approaching different things or whatever else. So um, I thought she was quite a, a kind of strong uh, a strong character. Um, who do you yeah. kind of mention that it was kind of one of your favourites as well? I don't know if it's um, if it's just that kind of um, you know friend and, and interest to the to the one of the main characters that brings her to the forefront or if or if you you know see any kind of other insight as well in here it's it's a lot of what she brings out in loki of course but there's so much more of i think the way they tell ancestral trauma from her perspective and yep. what it meant to be a giant and carrying that burden yeah. more than a gift to be the last of them yeah and even when you find out she isn't just the last of them, it's this whole other layer of, oh my God, imagine being alone in this world, knowing there is others, but you just can't be near them, which uh, I'm alluding to her grandmother, who is just this mm -hmm. monster towards her. And you see that pain and anguish, but it is very much kind of, parted like the seas of I'm going to keep moving forward down a path of hope. I'm not giving up on what I need. And she comments on herself like 
sometimes I'll I'll lose my step. Like she gets angry out of places and frustration, but she pulls herself back in. And I thought that was really interesting to have that kind of dynamic where she understands that being alone for the, as long as she has hasn't given her the best social skills. And you see that in action with him for the first time. And her again, it is that thing of everyone's trying to come to a place where they know who they are again and who they can be. Mm. Or it is the other side of how they can heal from where they are. They don't, they know who they are, but they need to heal from it. And watching her kind of arc of you're the hope that I've been looking for forever. Like you have no mm. clue how much I have needed you to be here. And you're now telling me that you can't be here. Like that is devastating on top of every other loss she has had. Now she's going to lose another thing that is in her sight but out of reach it's it is heartbreaking how it does kind of it really does so well at telling this story of grief and acceptance and loss especially in her area where that whole sequence in her grandmother's house is incredible as like a set piece alone no, by the way think... side tangent oh my god how beautiful this game is and the worlds like we've talked about the story and the characters but like the environments themselves are a whole other level of whoa yeah. you have brought this game to life in a way that i could have never imagined there are so many moments where i like just kind of slapped my knee thinking man i wish i had a photo mode right now man i wish <laughs> i could take a picture of this because this game is so pretty this game has amazing environments with tons and tons of detail. I'm just like, how in the world did you pull this game off? And it works. Mm. It doesn't, I didn't have any problems with this game. Yeah. Like, that's another thing. Yeah. Technically, it did incredible when I was playing it. And I was like, what in the fucking world, man? You guys are geniuses over there. But yeah, uh, Anger Boda is another part of that world that I just thought needed to be there because it's so much hope. She has, like, all of the reason in the world to be where Kratos is. She has all the reason in the world to be where Freya is. But she's not. And she continues not to be. She paints and continues. She believes in the destiny. She believes in making a difference. And despite all the darkness, she continues to find a light. I love her use of color and her powers mm -hmm. with, like, using paint and having that kind of creative element to when you're in a battle and all of that as well is so cool to look at um but yeah there's just so much about those two together especially that made their portion of the game stand out more than anything else to me a lot yeah. of the time yeah definitely i was always excited to go back i think uh, yeah. it was a bit weird i don't know it was weird but um i don't know what i was expecting with the whole bag of marbles thing though where it's like all the so all the souls kind of in this like bag like it did feel like obviously i mean he's he starts like rattling and yeah and, and stuff and she's like what the hell are you doing like you're just like treat you're not treating this seriously you know you i've I've just gave you this thing that i've i've held with such a heavy um you know res responsibility and I, I gave it to you and you're digging through them like they are literally a bag of marbles, you know, as opposed to the souls of, of the other kind of giants and stuff. So I thought that was quite um, 
uh, quite cool as well having that side yeah. of it where she's kind of like no how do we minute here like you, you do have a wee bit of you have a bit of responsibility here to to live up to there's there's a lot riding on you and you have to you know charge forward discover yourself and make the right choices mm-hmm. yeah yep. yeah she she brought a lot of hope to loki or atreus yeah um which the game also feels hopeless at times yeah um so that and can i just say that sequence in a, a grand house with the kitchen my god i don't know why to stop playing that but i was like this is a bit oh, yeah. although, although it feels very gamey which i get but it was like this is fucking brilliant um, it is the sheer the way that they just figured out i mean god of war's always been good for that even really like god of war 3 i'm sure it was 3 and 2 when you fought like the big um Fuck, I remember their names now. The big, like, fucking land monster things. Can't remember what they're called in the Greek King now. It's no Gaia. That's oh, Gaia. Gaia, yeah. Gaia they're called something. I can't remember what they're called. Um, but, like, with that, they, they were always great for, like, scale fighting. And this just does that to another level. Like, you've literally got this ginormous woman, like, probably about 50 foot tall, like, chasing you and uh, Agravoa. It was uh, fantastic, mm-hmm. absolutely fantastic. And how it ends as well, it doesn't end that like somebody dies or anything like that, it just ends that oh, it's just yeah. a, a grand, just like, just get out of here, go away, like just raging at her. Um, which is, again, that just, no everything needs to end in death in this game, uh, mm-hmm. which right. this just proves and keeps going with that. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I mean, uh, so obviously, she, I mean, she plays a good part, a big part in the counselling of Atreus and and setting him on a mm-hmm. on a path. And I feel like, um, you know, we've we've heard this from Mamiya since the first game, but I think you know, and I think both of you have kind of alluded to the fact that he's, you know, always kind of batting back to to Kratos. I mean, he doesn't. Obviously, Mamiya doesn't fear anybody. He's a fucking heat. Like, doesn't he die or whatever it is, you know, it, so it doesn't really matter to him, he doesn't have that aspect to him, he's just, he's just Mamiya and, and I think that knowledge that he passes on, um, or the experience and, and thoughts and with the way he's in, I mean, he obviously has an, an opinion and thought on, on everything because he is, is wise, that's he's, he's the whole thing, you know what I mean, he obviously he's been there, he's done that, he's, he's experienced, um, you know, Odin and things like that, he's, he's worse so he knows how Odin thinks as well. Um, but you know, circling around uh, Mamiri's, I think in this game I did feel like he obviously did take a tiny wee bit of kind of backseat to Atreus's development. Um, I think you don't really see as much as Mamir. Obviously, I can't speak to the side quests where he does provide a lot of input and, and knowledge yeah, and stuff like that. But I feel like um, in the on the whole, he, he's not. He's still a main character and still one. You know, one of the kind of the best storytellers in gaming um but it, um it, it definitely felt like it was just a, a wee bit reined in more just because we know so much for the first game you know it's funny like what they played in this game and obviously i said they played the, the old one or 2018 recently um you know playing this and it was when you go to the big um runes like the runes um and it was like it t- tells you about the area and you know, like I was, you walk up to him, and I was like, he pulled, like Kratos pulls the hedron, and I'm like, all oh, right, okay, like it's first kind of ones I was doing. I was like, all oh, right, this is when Mamir's going to tell you like a wee bit of backstory about that, like this rune, rune. and then he goes like, that, oh Kratos, it's good that you learned how to speak, and I'm like, 
oh bastard he's not going to tell me this <laughs> <laughs> and, it, and it does it's just uh it's just literally you can go in and read it and All i was right. like oh, oh bastard like i i was so looking forward to mimir giving me this information about like this certain thing of just you know we're just backstory that he does throughout 2018 game um but no mimir's a fantastic character and shout out being scottish played by a scottish actor as well wow 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 have to <laughs> say how can you roll of it? He gets a from being Scottish. Mimir, I think you're right. He does take a back seat in this game, but it's no. I don't say it's a back seat. He's kind of just sitting in the middle, the car, just floating in the middle. But he is literally on the back end. Yes, he's totally. Do not always think to myself. I think to myself. Imagine being Mimir's head on the back of Kratos bum. How can you even fucking see? You just get a rear head rattled about constantly. Right. Like I, that must be horrible. You must anyway, fucking shut his eyes. God of farts. Um, <laughs> but no, he, he's fantastic. Again, he just knocks out the parking ways. Bits of information about the areas. I I, I was telling Sean in um, the day that there was a point. I think it was in Vanemir, um where. I think it's with your whiffed here, and it's Kratos and Tyr and they're talking, and uh, Trace is with you, and I had a glitch, and Mimir was trying to tell you what was happening, he was talking about Freya, and he's like, oh, this is when Freya, and then glitch where Atreus kept going, there's a space over there, <laughs> and he kept cutting Mimir off, and it happened like two or three times, and I was like, fucking hell, man, I'm missing like all the backstory about this place. Because of a stupid fucking glitch, mm-hmm. and I was I was raging because it was like, how dare you fucking interrupt me here? And it, it would not it wouldn't say it again after the glitch. It wouldn't like repeat it. So I was like, yeah, fucking bastard. Um, so I, it's, it just I think that speaks volumes of how important Mimir is in the uh, storytelling of this game. And I'll start my way to speak about the end. Uh, so I'm just I'll, I'm, I'm just gonna say that here, but I just I'll keep that fine. Um, but maybe are fantastic, and I have to say the side quest. There was I don't know if any of you did this side quest. I don't even know if it was a side quest because as sure, uh, who they say is it kind of fucking bloods into each other. But there's actually a side quest where you find out about Mimir's um, wife, or I think it was his wife or his partner. Um, and there's this false uh, false story about her being the Valkyrie. Uh, she was a Valkyrie. She wasn't the queen because Freya was a queen. Um, she was one of the Valkyries, um, and there was this false story about how she fell in love with Mimir, but I think it was her brother. Oh. A brother didn't he, didn't he accept it, and she ended up, I think she killed her brother, or something happened to her brother um, because of this that she made happen to her brother because she loved Mimir and she just wanted it. That story was fantastic, fantastic, and Mimir, you can hear in his voice, and you know he's like, she's never told me this, like. Mm. And he's finding it. He's finding it as you're finding it, and it's oh, like really? it's so impactful. That's and he's like, awesome. And, yeah, and, cool. and it circles to the end when, well, near the end where, um, right, like Kratos when he's going to the tents situation, right at the end when they're like General Kratos and the, the Valkyrie Queen, uh, no Valkyrie Queen, I keep calling her Queen, she's not a Queen. The Valkyrie comes up and she's like, "Can I spend the night with Mimir?" Right. And I'm like, oh, that's her. That's that woman that I've just did that side quest and just learned all about. Mm. And I was like, oh, that's, oh, that's brilliant. Incredible. I was yeah. like, that's brilliant. Um, and then she's like, can I have one more? And he as we see, he's like, can I have a? I would love to have one more dance and stuff like that with you. And mm. I'm like, oh, that's, it, that's so good. You see, that's what I'm talking about of how meaningful the side quests are because I mm. 
got that side quest didn't do it and at the end that happened i was like i don't what is who is she was this thing of oh fuck i wish i could go back and do this all over again where i had played through them because i do think it would only elevate what was already great like yeah how yeah. could you make it even better well would speak if you play the side quests and you telling that story right there is a prime example of why they are just so brilliant at what they do it isn't yeah. hey go here destroy this thing it is hey go here we're going to tell you this whole story and trust me you're going to want to hear this one mm. uh yep. and yeah i mean there another great point to things that pay off and i don't know because there is a thing that happens that you could beat the game but there is an actual ending to the game mm -hmm. uh and i don't know if either of you did it but uh do you know the the joke or the riddle? Sorry, the riddle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you get the payoff for the riddle? Yeah, well, I can't remember what it, what it was now. He said he says it right at the end as a whole. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That yeah. that was one of those moments where I I got teary eyed twice in this game, and then mm. I cried at that moment. Where mm. holy shit! Like the credits have rolled, we're done. And then they're mm -hmm. like, oh, there's one more thing. You could go to Brock's funeral. And I was yeah. like, well, yeah. I got to do that before I send this back. Yeah. I got yeah. I got to push through. Yeah, and I did that. to go to that funeral and sit there and have that final fucking moment be the solving of that riddle. Yeah. God, it broke me. I was like, what are you guys perfect. doing here? Holy That's... shit. It, something that had come up several times throughout the game, but just as like a, a passive little joke between them all, it, it didn't feel like it was going to matter. And of course it would, because everything mm. else in this game matters and you just don't realize until it hits you. You just mm. don't get that. It's no. fucking crazy what they did here. It, it really is magical at points where I'm like, what? Yeah, I mean, I mean, just the whole like broken, um, Sindri, like in in terms of the the, the group, and obviously you, they they carry on for the first um, game, and, and you see obviously Sindri quite a lot at the very start. You find out that he's obviously been kind of you know working closely with um, Atreus in terms of trying to locate where uh, the location of Tear and things like that as well. So you can you, obviously it's it's unbeknownst to, to Kratos, and you you don't know as the um, you know the you, you don't know yourself as the player what the what the, the two of them have, have been have been up to, but it is quite interesting. Um, just obviously seeing uh Sindri for the for the outset, just seeing a little bit more than just um two bickering brothers. Um, the two the two of them play quite uh important um roles in both like the that those they have two different kind of. Uh, mindsets. It's always been quite clear that they have two different mindsets and character characteristics and stuff like that as well, right down to their opinions and strategies and everything else. Like, you know, Sindri's always been that kind of, um, you know, trepidatious. You know, making you know a bit cautious about everything, and and Brock just wants to you know go you know take the charge and go go and 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 crack some skulls. You know what I mean? He's just always yeah. been that kind of brute type guy. You know, and and you see them. Obviously, the the repairing weapons and then whatever else, and and we've spoke already about the about that twist, and I never really seen that 
I really didn't see that coming at all. Um, no. But um, the fact that the two of them, you, you, you get that twist obviously happening. And then I just, as much as the, the pain from Sindri was difficult to see and you, you just wish that there was some way that they could write, you know, Brock better again and that's not obviously going to be the the, the case and that I I'm glad they didn't in the end up because it does it does speak a lot of volumes and 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 death as as part of of um you know of of life and of stories and things like that so sometimes it is good to see um you know I mean I mean character just for for that for that twist kind of side as well um but oh, Sindri yeah. and how his past complete personality just I mean they, he obviously blames Kratos and that for for what happened. And you know, rightly, take, right, right, and take, uh, and take. exactly, yeah. So you know, when you see like how downtrodden he is um, at the ve- at the very end as well, and 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 obviously that um, you know eventually kind of comes into play that he's he's going to go and and get the you know bring an army and and whatever else to try and and resolve kind of Ragnarok or whatever. Um, ultimately, he ends up, you know, saying like, "No, I'm, I'm here as, as me. I'm going to take this own kind of thing instead." And he's, it's just one of those things that character. You never see him, I'm, I'm forgiving them either. You know, in terms of what has, what's happened, it's just that pain's just always going to, um, always going to be there. So I, I did, I did quite like that as well. That they just kind of flip flop back and forward to, to be like, "Oh, that happened," and and now we're going to get revenge. It's like, no, that's happened. It's because of you, is, and. Like I don't. Oh, yeah. It doesn't matter how. It doesn't matter what you mean to me. Like he meant a million times more. Um, to to yeah. Sindri, you know. Oh my gosh! It is such a like all where it grabs your gut and just shakes you. Where you're like, what in the world is happening? And you're realizing, I happened. I was the cause of this. This is my fault. And. It is that perfect play on permanency where so many other things would have just been like, oh, yeah, he lost one bit of soul. But you know what, Atreus, you have such a great heart that you can give up a piece of your soul and bring Brock back. No, it doesn't happen. And then it would be like, oh, but we're family, Sindri. We'll we'll always be here for you. No, Sindri never forgives him. Like Mm -hmm. to the very last scene in this game after that, like – funeral still does not forgive them and i think that is the greatest choice they can make it it is right up there with the idea where last of us ends cuts to black nothing more that's it it's over Mm -hmm. like oh yeah yeah maybe it's not the happy ending i want but it is the ending i should get uh because it's real and raw and painful and it is so moving where that was the second point that i got teary-eyed the first was mm-hmm. uh loki and uh kratos sitting on the bench after you are in hellheim i believe and he's like you know what dad be better or whatever mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. i got teary-eyed there but the second time was where Sindri is being like you take and you take and you take that's not friendship like he's like, like breaking down and it is that, again, that reflection or introspection to look back or look inwards and be like, fuck, I was really shitty. Like, mm-hmm. no matter what I did good, it would never amount to all the good he did. And yeah. it's not that anybody should keep score, but it is that thing of 
I did take and take. And when he wasn't willing to push, I pushed him anyways. Mm -hmm. Where it's like, fuck, that is so devastating. And I got teary-eyed watching Sindri and thinking how much I hurt him. Mm -hmm. Let alone, like, we've killed Brock. Uh, even if it wasn't, you know, uh, um, I'm lacking the word. Even if it was by proxy, like, yeah, we still it, killed it him. It wasn't it directly. Uh, yeah, yeah. Was, uh, exactly. Thank you. Indirectly. That's yeah. that's the word. Indirect. We didn't. Yeah. We killed him indirectly. And it is that thing of we now have to live with that. And Kratos tells that. And I think that is another thing that's so important on what they do with dialogue, where Kratos explains, like, no, this is our fault. And showing examples of accountability and responsibility, which plays into what you were saying, Gary, of being a dad, like showing your best self or showing that even if this makes me look bad, the best course of action is to take accountability for my actions. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. I think, see, we brought Sindri as well, just before we keep going on. Uh, also, they end up being a part of your party, and you get to not play with, as them, but with them. Uh, oh, become, yeah. like, collectors in some of the missions, which I thought was a fantastic um, uh, wee addict. Uh, but as I think it was Ben that said, was it, Hoodie, that you take two characters that were literally yep. just your armors. And not only are the main characters now, they're also characters that actually play with you. Crazy. Um, uh, yeah. Crazy, crazy that they could even take that and just make it a thing. I mean, no no game that I, I'm aware of has ever done that. That's like Resident Evil 4, getting the yeah. old merchant. Getting the old merchant. <laughs> Where's have you got? You know, making him into a main character. <laughs> it's just, just right. absolute perfection um, and it just adds even more when as the story goes on like you find out about Brock Brock um, actually died before yeah yeah, yeah. Sindri, Sindri brought him back but you, you needed four part of your souls and he could only find three and yeah. it isn't until the end when Brock well Brock dies near the end and it's, I think it's um, Atreus says to Mimir he says that's fine we'll go and get soul back we'll just we won't get it and Mimir's like, he's not got any soul left. Like, he died uh, not having a complete soul. So we can't, yeah. there's, there's, there's even a chance we could do that. He's literally, he's, he's away. Mm. And it's like, oh man, like, there's nothing, there's literally nothing anybody can do now. That's him, as, as Sean said, life, life, uh, death is a part of life. And that's just, uh, it's just the way it goes. Um, but also the part with Sindri when he takes that turn, I mean, Sindri, Sindri is probably one of the most, like, um, support characters in this entire story. You know, he's always there. Mm. Even when Atreus has been a pain in the ass, maybe, and sometimes in, in the story, you know, he's always like, I'm still supporting you. Maybe you should listen, but I'm supporting you and I'm supporting Kratos. He's just always that peacekeeper. He's always trying to keep everybody, like, happy and stuff like that. In that moment that Brock dies and they blame Jews... I, every time he kept coming back, I felt uncomfortable. Aye. And that is it's, it's Aye, the only so way I could describe it. it. Aye. I, was, I just feel so uncomfortable every time he keeps coming back because he's, he is blaming you and, and you do feel responsible. And I, I mean, how a game can make me feel uncomfortable for a decision Aye, that is my decision. No. It's crazy. Aye. Crazy, crazy, crazy. And I. It's, and even towards the actually at the end at the funeral, I was thinking to myself, right, the funeral, everything's done, surely he's gonna turn around and say, Right, he's fucking he's done it, well done. 
right, thanks for that. I'm sorry I was being a bastard. And he just he just turns around easy and he's just like, nah. Like Aye. I'm still I'm still I'm done with I'm Aye. still done with you. And I'm like Aye. Yeah. Oh man, yeah, yeah, fucking bastard, you. <laughs> yeah. Well, to add salt to the wound on top of that, like, oh, okay, yeah, I already feel shitty enough. I went back to the Raven Tree, and Brock is always there. He's always at mm-hmm. the Raven Tree, mm-hmm. and when I showed up, it's the uh, the lady that he's friends with, and I was mm-hmm. like, oh my god, <laughs> it's mm-hmm. so. In my head, there was just that, like, it was going to be gamified. Like, oh, he'll still be there because, you know, right. he's got to be. But he wasn't. And it's so sad. And it feels so hollow and empty inside of me to be like, Bach, you really did make me think I've lost something. Yep. Great yep. job. Great job. Aye. Aye. Perfect <laughs> job. Shit. I think the pain yeah. is definitely something that shines through with that there. And, and, and that's ultimately what's where it is it's it's just pure pain that he's experiencing for the for yep. that loss and i think that's mirrored um as well and um and another character obviously in freya that you that you obviously right away straight away in the in the early parts as gary said in the game you've 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 got to deal with the consequences of of her loss and i feel like it's such a good character um you know, in terms of how how she how she looks, like Freya was just this, um, you know, easygoing, free spirit in the first game, and I think if you look at her eyes at like any point in this in this game, mm-hmm. it's as if she's just freshly, you know, recovering from just crying because that's just mm-hmm. it's just so much heart and pain and loss that she just wants to event. She finally wants to kind of rid herself of 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 all these kind of feelings. And the way she sees of doing that is by is is ridding the world of of Odin, um, because she just sees him as such the, the kind of root of all of this, um, you know, different things that's that's happened in in this destruction that he's, um, that he's caused. Um, so I I thought that she was obviously again she she does she's a member of the of the party and, and when the trace is away she's she's the one that you kind of take out mostly you act as your kind of secondary. Um, character and, and you know bust at the arrows and all that kind of good stuff but mm-hmm. I think she's um, she's so a, a, a great main main character um, I'm glad that they did that where she wasn't just this kind of outcast um, you know and, and brought in at the very end you know she was mm-hmm. she's somebody that you kind of uh, remediate with with about the halfway point um, when when obviously they, they kind of make good and decide that they're going to go after um, Odin together. It'd be interesting, obviously, in the end to see, to see if um, if they ever did something where it kind of breaks that. But I don't see it, obviously, given how the game ends. Where you've been, she's the one that's kind of kicking about with you now. So, um, I think it's how, just uh, one of the things. How this game made somebody be a villain right at the start of the game and then end up being one of your best pals at the end yep. of it. It's just that oh, just right. speaks, speaks volumes, you know. Um and her yeah, as as you said, like she's just this distraught mother that's just lost her son and she's lost everything and she's just out for revenge and she only sees Kratos and maybe well, no even she doesn't even see Odin. She doesn't even see Odin. She just sees Kratos as uh, you're the person that killed my son, so you're you're getting it kind of thing. Yeah. Um. And it's not until Kratos and her have a fight, then they have a fight, then they have a fight, and then it's not <laughs> actually thinks the trace that 
actually is the one that goes and sees her, Aye. and uh, he's the one that kind of talks to her, and she still she still bat, bats him away, but you can see that it's when the cogs are actually starting to be like, do you know what? You're you're maybe you're talking sense now, Aye, and they right. actually they start to see she starts to see actually Kratos wasn't the problem. It's Odin that was using everybody. Yep. Right. Aye, he's the he's the seed of evil in this in this game, and that's that's what he kind of continues today throughout the full thing is just. Is um, leaning into people's um, kind of weaknesses and shortcomings to then you know manipulate them um, to do yep. like what he wants to do because he ultimately he just wants to know everything and be everything and and be the, the kind of center everything. So um, it is it is interesting to see her um, development and and you're right, Gary, with that whole the whole point of of it's it's like oh shit, she's she's our fucking we need to watch her now. She's going to end up. Um, you know, she's going to end up killing us or try to keep continually keep trying to move. I thought I genuinely thought that she'd just be this character that shows up every now and again. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, no, mm-hmm. so it's a bit like you know, Star Wars Fallen Order, the, the, the sister kind of thing, but she shows up again mm-hmm. randomly and it's like, oh, we're fighting her again, are we? Like, I, I just felt like that was where it was going to be. And I'm glad that that wasn't the case. Um, yeah, I think one of her main arcs, obviously, um, uh, was the you know, I think you, you I don't know if you, you don't. Do you save um, Freya? I can't remember. It's her brother mm-hmm. in it. Um, uh, I you save him at a point. I you save him. Uh, I there's somebody that comes to get him. I can't remember who they were. Now. I can't well, even remember. You, you first kind of meet him, and he's not obviously sure mm-hmm. he anyway, is he? No. Um, no, no. You you save him for I think Odin says that's is that not where the Hindhelm stuff happens? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, um, probably, he sends yeah. he sends he sends people to fight start fighting. Oh, who did you want? Do you want to say something about Freya before we move on to Freya? <laughs> well, I, I'll just say, incredible performance. She, she's, you yeah. can give everybody in this cast awards, absolutely. But man, she sure deserves. Yeah. All the praise definitely. and awards, just incredible. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I, I think, I think with this, the this part with Freya just opens a different, a total different thing. Cause you, you only knew her as um, Baldur's mum. That's all you knew her as, or an old ex wife. Yeah, yeah. And it's kind of like, oh, by the way, I've got a brother who's a resistance leader. And you're like, all oh, right, okay. Let's get let's go and try and find him and help him. Um, as we said, Odin sent um his kind of uh, what is it AC or I can't remember what they actually call them. He sent these people anyway, Vanya, whatever they fucking call them. Um, he sent them to go and take care of Freya and try and stomp his rebellion. Um, and this is where Kratos and Freya have the, the first big mission together, which was great. I thought we having you constantly got um Atreus with you, but actually having Freya. As your side character, I thought this is this is brilliant. Like again, it's that same with Sindri and uh, Brock. It's just like it's just it's good to have this mix because you thirty eight hours of a game. It's like you can't just have it. It's Kratos and uh, Atreus the entire game. You just can't do it. Mm. Yeah, no, they did have a good mix, and it it was good to see um, just what you're saying there, side characters and all that kind of stuff, and even. Um, even Atreus has his fair share of side characters. He first obviously sets off, um, you know, with, with Sindri to start mm-hmm. off with, and then, um, you know, you, you see him with, you know, Angry Boda when he's running about and in, in that kind of realm, uh, realm. And then, obviously, when he eventually goes and, and joins up with Odin, 
um he's you know sent on a on a mission um we we both um thor who we'll get to but also you know his daughter um i don't know how he, how do you say her, her name exactly throda is it throda I think it actually sounds like thought. It's like thought, thoughter. It's like that. It's Aye. like thoughter or something like that. Aye. So there's a few times he said it, and I was like, "Are they saying thought?" Aye. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously, I mean, you 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 end up with we had as your side character as well. Um, running, you know, as, as you run about as with Trace, and I thought that that she was quite good as well. Obviously, because she's just she's just sees Odin as his grandfather, you know, to mm. to her. Um. And that kind of innocence of it all, or maybe it's just—I mean—that that kind of thing. So she, she's training to be a Valkyrie, and and that's what she wants to be. And you're just kind of seeing like how she's, um, you know, how she kind of sees life, how she's, you know, just trying to impress and make sure that she doesn't, um, you know, upset, um, the old father, uh, or whatever, you know. So, uh, I th- I thought that she was a, a really good character in in that sense because. Um, it just it gives another kind of not another interest to Atreus. I think it was another kind of equal Atreus. It's two people that are trying to prove that they're um, that you know they they're not going to follow the same paths as their as their dad. So it, admittedly, obviously, Thor's on a total different um, you know spectrum to to um, Kratos in in terms of you know what his family think of of him um, and what you know what he's done. Um, but they are, they are two two dads, you know. So, um, seeing that relation uh, relationship between the two of them was was quite good. Um, but that kind of family dynamic, I'm quite I'm quite glad that they that they did that. Um, where mm-hmm. it was effectively just it's Odin and Thorny's family. You know, obviously you don't, you don't see much of the of the wife. You hear a lot, uh, in which is what her opinions are, and what she's got to say, and whatever else. If you if you kind of kick about, but. Um, ultimately, most of the time, you, with things that you kind of learn for, about everybody is is through um through, through that or whatever you want to call. Um, so I I thought she was she was a really good addition um to to that side yeah so that you did have somebody else to bounce over. I just um, um she's no she's really good at. I think it's a it's a perfect dynamic between it's it's like the total mirror image or but opposites for her and Thor compared to like Kratos and Atreus, you know. Um looking like Thor Thor's just like that still he's still that god of war. He's you know, he's like the old Kratos god of war. He's like stuck in that I'm just gonna kill who who needs killed, I'm killing them, that's what I'm gonna be. And he's still he's fighting with this, he's fighting with that. He's also fighting with being a dad, but he's like trying to no show weaknesses, but it's all just cracking on the surface, you know. Um, whereas you have obviously you have the opposite with Atreus and Kratos, who's keeping it together. But also using uh, I don't know how we're going to say her name here, Thrudor or whatever her name is. Uh, <laughs> absolute murder on that name. I know we are uh, really, really bad. Yeah. Who do you need to come in and fucking I'll, help us here? I am the last person I could barely pronounce Yabby. <laughs> I love I love how she uh, Atreus brings like the story that we know, but she brings the the Aesir god stuff 
that we yeah. don't know right. and that side of it and I love how she does give kind of more backstories about Odin and as you right. say it's like Gran and um, Gran Granda and stuff <laughs> like that she calls him like that it's not Aye. like Odin she calls him like my Granda or whatever she fucking says Grandpa or whatever um, and I love I love how it just opens that up and she not only that she tells you about the other gods as well she tells you Aye. about the Valkyries you know she just opens that entire like Asgard side up for you and it's, it's that maybe a replacement with her Aye, yeah. and she's a, she's a really interesting character even though she does look like a baby version of Aloy Aye, she's she's looks uh, what are they toys for back in the day with the with the mad hair remember not the looks but the definitely hair she's got troll like hair um, I thought that she she did have obviously it, she was a character that was mostly associated with providing you with with somebody else to run about with. plus obviously a wee bit of backstory that was great I felt like her um, rivalry with um, Heimdall was quite interesting as well uh, mm-hmm. because obviously you you know he's a, a fucking asshole. You, you obviously come across him as soon as you get um, into Asgard. He's he's obviously the kind of gatekeeper, if you like, when you when you first kind of come across him, and um, then he is just the ultimate, you know, Dracoy Malfoy fucking role, where it's just you are just an absolute twisted fuck, like that. You just you know you, yeah. you he's he's everything that she does. He's just planting like seeds of doubt, you know. Like, I can't believe you've done this. Yeah. Like, he's going to, he, you know, you're nothing. There's no way that you're going to be able to do anything or amass to anything. Like she's just, he's just keeping her doing there. He knows what she's capable of doing, but there's no way that she's that he's going to, you know, admit to um, any of that or, or let her, you know, succeed in any in any way. He's just going to try and keep, um, you know, keep on uh, at her. Which, but I, I did, I did enjoy that that cheeky kind of um thing because it, it was like he's like he's almost he's almost like the unofficial uh you know right hand man almost to to odin because obviously he, everybody's kind of talk you know thinks that thor's just that kind of brute yeah uh character yeah. in the in the asgard um world well to speak to heimdall and his betrayal uh, the only other version I've ever seen of him is Idris Elba's for the MCU. Yeah, yeah. And so going, going into this, it <laughs> threw me off so much where I was like, he's kind of a dick. And then as it continued on, I was like, he's an asshole. I don't like this guy. And by like, <laughs> we're next to killing him. I was like, I think I hate him. And that's a testament to the performance from the actor and the writing of him, but mm-hmm. it wasn't like, oh, I love to hate him. I just like flat out hate him. I can't stand him, uh, mm-hmm. which I think was the goal. I would hope because they did it. Great job. I was like relishing in destroying him. Yeah, oh, <laughs> I very much <laughs> taking my time. I was like, I'm going to destroy you. I have afterwards. I had said a uh, better screenshot where I just, through the spear that you got i threw like 40 of them on him (laughs) i can't stand this guy man i cannot stand him but he was a good adversary to or an antagonist more so to like the rest of the people who are pretty pretty level-headed rational people i mean especially when you're dealing with odin and you're hearing like everyone say oh he's a bad guy he's manipulating he's horrible or he's great he's wonderful but 
I trust both of those sides. And then you get Heimdall saying Odin is all. And I'm like, man, if Odin trusts him, maybe I should doubt Odin. He's the reason that I'm not trusting Odin right now, because why would you hire that dickhead? The rest of them, I can understand, like, when Throod or, uh, uh, oh, I can't remember Thor's wife's name. Anyways, oh, when they're like, in... Fuck. Odin protects yeah. us. He's a good guy. I'm like, yeah, I like you guys, so I guess I trust this. Or when Freya's saying that he's an absolute piece of shit, I'm also like, well, I like you, Freya, so I guess I trust you. But when Heimdall says it, I'm like, oh, I, I hate you, so oh, Odin must be horrible. Mm -hmm. Odin must be horrible. No. Uh, exactly. That's, I have to um, believe Freya. Yeah. All the way. Exactly. Uh, um, so I, 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 <laughs> um, that was a good, a good point. Obviously, we, we, we heard the way Heimdall was. It's just a vast, uh, you know, different thing that he brings to it. But that, that frustration, man. Like, where it was like, I just, I just want to shut you up and put you in your place. Um, and I'll do it to try and just fucking get a hold of you for five minutes, uh, and not let you go. So, I, I, I really, I really enjoyed <laughs> See, that. There's a point in the there's a point in the fight where you're you basically killed him. I think you blew his arm off at one point, mm. and I'm like I'm like and Kratos kind of looks at him. And he's just kind of like, nah, you're done, and he starts to walk away. And I'm like I'm hyped to myself. No, fucking just I want you to be old Kratos, rip his fucking head off, you know. Right. I want to see this, and then it's when he turns around and he tries to help Mike, like Hank Heimdall tries to help Mickey or something like that, and I'm like, yes, like fucking get him. <laughs> Yeah, oh, he's, a, he's the one character that I wanted to just fuck it, as you said, to like pulverize, absolutely yeah. pulverize. He just was a, a, he was a fantastic villain in this. Actually, he was, he was so good. Yeah. I so well done. I was, uh, it was, it was really good. I did enjoy that side because I think that's, it's exactly the thing that you, you want for a villain. You know, that's how you know in a movie or a TV oh, yeah. series or a film, like if somebody's done a really good job, it's like. If they're able to make you like despise them, hate them, whatever, like like then you know they've done a good job, like because that's that's what they're trying to get out of you. They're trying to get that frustration, that emotion. You, you, we felt every emotion in this game, so why not feel that frustration and anger yeah. um, as well towards them? So a good thing about that as well is the storytelling because I don't think Kratos actually ever sees him. I think it's always a trace. Mm -hmm. And he's always has run in with Atreus because so, so actually Kratos doesn't really particularly know about like what he's been doing to Atreus and he's Aye. been fucking anno he's been noising him up. Right. Aye. Aye. So Kratos, this is this is Kratos' first opportunity to meet this guy and yeah. he's just like nah you're no man and then this guy just keeps annoying him and he's like oh fuck this man you're Aye. getting done in you're getting <laughs> smashed here. Um, so I we we, we obviously. Uh, have a couple of characters um, left, and, and and we've been gone for a fair bit, so I'll, I'll, we'll, we'll pay as much homage to them uh, as we can because I think it's important to touch on the characters. It just might mean that we may need to cut some of the the, the rest of the stuff. It's slightly short, but um, no, we'll do eight parts. <laughs> we'll do eight parts. I <laughs> uh, so you know, in terms of one of the biggest uh, characters, you could say, um, in in terms of um, suck here um where he's he's obviously um you know what what becomes he, he becomes ragnarok um i think that character is is honestly one of the fucking uh 
coolest things uh, in this in terms of the actual visuals as much as anything else. Oh. Like that, like the fact that you can see the the heart like through his chest and whatever else. Like it's just oh, it's just something else. Um, I just I really enjoyed that. Um, and and obviously what what becomes him is obviously he, he is Ragnarok and he's destroying Asgard and things and stuff. So, um, I I just I don't know. It was just one of those. Um, one of those things you 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 think he's going to be the the kind of curmudgeon that eventually maybe helps you in the end or something, but the fact that he's obviously you know his his mind's changed, he sees the blades of chaos, and he's like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna, you know, I'm I'm gonna help, um, I'm gonna help you," and and that's obviously when he you know that that scene that's so such a good good scene obviously as he's falling back off, and then he obviously becomes, uh, becomes Ragnarok this this fucking being that's that's gigantic it's just what gary says they they do scaling so perfectly um that you know he's he's, he's not even that out of place um and that and mm-hmm. that and that last kind of great um fight when you're when you're kind of running through the the towns and stuff so um i for for him as, as a as a character you do you think you had some kind of strong feelings when we first when we first kind of spoke about him um, back when oh yeah so Surtur was the best part of this game for me mm-hmm. where I got to there and I didn't know what to expect again most of my knowledge comes from the MCU where outside mm-hmm. of Loki I'm not well versed in any of the uh, the uh, Nordic gods um, and so when we got to Surtur and you're confronting him and he's like no and he starts sending enemies your way to kill you and loki is getting mad at this point and i love the dialogue of kratos being like this is his place like we have no right to ask him anything right like he he could do this all he wants uh we're in his territory and that's that that's that and i'm like that's really (laughs) level-headed you're right you're actually right we are annoying him but when you break through that and you have the conversation with Surtur and he is very much protecting his heart because not for the sake of being used as a weapon, but for the sake of hurting the person he loves most. And you learn that he has her heart and she has his literally. Mm-hmm. I was like, Oh my God, this is so cool. I love all of this lore. And just the amount of love that he has for her to the point where, yes, I'll agree, but you have to promise he never finds out and you never talk to her. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that is the agreement. He will die, literally die for her, which I think is some of the, the greatest, like, short telling of love that I've seen in quite a while. And uh, I'm not going to, obviously, it's been a while since I've played it, but the essence of his dialogue was the only reason I live for anything is her. And I've lived thousands upon thousands of years at this point with just nothing in my life. But the thought of her keeps me alive. And I'm like, God, that is so beautiful. Mm. So when you get to that point and he agrees and you're doing the entire, you know, uh, ritual of Ragnarok, uh, oh, before that, though, when the Valkyries come in and it, you do all that fight and it ends on that shot with Kratos and Loki as the bear. Holy shit. How cool was that? <laughs> yeah. Like that, that massive glamour shot. God, what a great, 
Ah, that is so cool. Uh, but he does get to that point where they're doing the ritual of Ragnarok, and I just thought, oh man, this is this is it. This is this is the moment. I'm glad this moment takes place with Surtur and this version of Surtur because it brings it to a real moment of clarity that we we've been doing all of this to stop one person but how much sacrifice comes with that including who we're about to turn into like this uh world ending being and even at that it might not happen like it could not happen and he just dies and we've just killed another god for the sake of it because we think that this will justify the ends and it's like the, the amount that you look back on in that moment and realize what kind of path of destruction, what kind of path of unity you've created as well, because you've brought so many people together for this one cause, but you've also destroyed so much along the way, really puts it puts it into like perspective of what this grand end game is, and it's so cool. Yeah, no, absolutely, it's a. Uh... Yeah, it's such a big, a big uh, part of that. Um, I don't know, uh, Gary, if you've got any more. Um, Fireman Cody kind of summed them up pretty perfectly there, and and, yep. and brought in that that element of it. So I'm pretty happy about that. Um, I think one of the biggest characters that I really enjoyed, especially, he's kind of plight in terms of you see him at first, and and, and he's you obviously he's you you know you can see what he's being used for. Uh, in terms of you know over the years he has the brute he's a muscle he's but he's very easily manipulated um you know odin's got him wrapped around his finger uh and and thor um and obviously in in terms of um you know that that kind of deeper um insight into it where it's you know you're 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 kind of looking for him and it's like you know his daughter's like oh i know where he'll be and he's you know, and drinking again, and it's like this. You can see, obviously, that that this is a regular, you know, occurrence. You know, you've got that. I quite like that scene with the with the bar fight, and where you're fighting all the kind of people in that. It was quite, uh, it was quite good. Obviously, you know, try to you know introduce them into that kind of side, and then ultimately you, you have to obviously fight them. Um, I I kind of wished that wasn't the case. Um, I I, I wish that you'd instead, you know, eat that everything said and done. He was then able to you know go and have his have his family moments and, and have his kind of redemption but it, it does in a way have that um re, re, you know kind of redeeming in, in our eyes obviously in terms of like how he's kind of changing and how he's changing his his kind of way of thinking and that but i think in the end it's yeah. i don't um it was it it's was a, a powerful thing it? aye it was yeah yeah, yeah no definitely he's a, he's a perfect character you know uh, do you know when you seen him and I was like is he going to have much of a big plot in this and and he does actually and he's one of the characters that see when you do that mission with Atreus and you, you go Thorby I'm like yes like this is brilliant oh, like, yeah. I, I, I love hanging about with him he's just he's straight as did you say earlier yeah he's mm-hmm. in I'm Muselheim yep and he, he's just yeah. straight to the point you know he's just no fucking about and he's just like like let's do this like where you going right stupid like get out of here you know and I just I just really liked that I thought it was so refreshing um, and it always, obviously he's such a strong character as well um, so to see him going through this battle again it's just total it's what this game's perfect for. It's Mara and his relationship with Odin, which is his father. His father is using him 
for his own purposes. Again, it's just that kind of playing off what Atreus and Kratos kind of thing. Like, are they are they they're not the perfect family, but they're the they're the family that it should be. That's what you should strive for more than what all these other fucking people are doing with their wings. And Thor is just doing that, obviously, with his daughter as well. He's just ruining their relationship together. And I have to say, the last fight with him and him and Kratos, I thought was brilliant. I thought it was a really, really good fight. Um, I even loved that shot. I think it's a point where Thor launches a hammer at Kratos, and you see it, and it just slows down for a minute, and it looks like Kratos is trying to grab the hammer. Aye, aye. And I was oh, like, yeah. I was like, here we fucking go, man. He's gonna get a hammer, not fuck at him, and then it just like slips at his fingers, and I was like, yes, actually, that's much better. I don't, I don't want that. I don't want aye. that hammer because, it, well, fucking at the end game. So why, <laughs> do, why, why do I want the hammer now? Um, yeah. it, was, it was good though. It was good that tease. You know, it was that fucking that. That end game, that end game tease, you know. Um, I was oh, like, yeah. oh, here we go. But uh, no, I love that. And as I said, it's a tragic end. You know, it's it's a little too late. It's the same. It's a Darth Vader mentality. You know, he he, he turns good right at the last moment, and that's when is he, he meets his demise by Odin slamming a big spear right through him and killing him ultimately. Mm. Uh, but he, at least he has that moment with his family to be like, "Fuck, man, what have I been doing with my life?" Like, use yeah. use all the important people mm-hmm. and how have I not seen this until this point but yeah aye too little too late as you say yeah aye um, who did you have any more thoughts on um, Thor uh, th- not directly about Thor outside of I loved him from beginning to end I think the uh, the whole sequence in the uh, the pub or whatever that is that's fantastic as you're, mm-hmm. you're Loki mm-hmm. going through there and he's just like rough housing because he's drunk um but i felt like that but it was very like guardians of the galaxy like oh it yeah was like, it was like oh, yeah. music playing but it was like chaotic uh, scene that i don't know yep. it, was it was really good so good so fucking good um the this is more of a small little thing that i just felt oh shit that's that's great because there are so many things that I could, you could spend hours talking about the little things where uh, I would go and look for, you know, chests or whatever. And I saw there was like uh, a cutout area on one of the walls in Muslim when you were with Thor. And he, he's he's like, where are you going? Uh, Loki's like, well, my dad and I would always go look for things mm-hmm. on our way up here. And he you go and you climb over. And you go in there, and the ch- the like the chest is already open, and yep. I was like, oh, that's did I already get this? And then Loki immediately comments, and he goes, oh, Dad and I must have got this last time we were here. I was like, yep. fuck, that's so cool. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. fucking just yeah, left cute. that in here from twenty. Like, great job. That's that's the other comment that I'll make of this game is such a true sequel. Like it, this feels like a sequel ass sequel mm-hmm. um in all of the best ways oh man yeah I, I, I don't think i don't think we've ever seen a sequel like this this for me is just like watching lord of the rings one two and three seeing people say that to me they say what's your favorite film and i say lord of the rings and they go what one i go the more like Aye. i don't see them i don't see them as three different films i see them as one big film and this is the exact same with god of war now 2018 and ragnarok is just going to get pushed together and just be like god of war in my mind yeah 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 no, i get that totally get that it's uh it's such a powerful um last uh 
uh, characters and and different. Th- I mean, everything's just so intertwined um, between you know between the, the whole host of characters and and obviously that's kind of culminating in in the the ultimate um, bad guy, if you like, the the, the main the main bad guy and uh, and Odin. Um, Odin was somebody that obviously when you first kind of meet him, I think he definitely has those vibes where he's like the kind of almost the kind of teacher where it's like when you say something to them and it's like you know the answer or whatever it's just like okay and you know just by the tone it's like he doesn't mean that he doesn't mean that it's okay it doesn't mean that's like it's it's that like if he says he's disappointed in something or you you just you don't even want to introduce that you don't even want to disappoint him just out of the f- it doesn't even you don't need to see the threat you just know you just know how powerful that he is in the end uh, 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 all through the full thing you know that what he's capable of and what he's done uh, over the over the years as well just through like what you pick up in the in the game but as a as a character and as a as a as the game's bad guy if you like like Anytime you you see him, it's gonna nose down in books and scriptures and honestly, like I've never I, if they they could have rewritten it in 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 a different way or whatever and had you, you know, completely believing that he was the the good in it, you know, if they changed a couple of elements near the near you know, for the for that midpoint for uh, for Brock, depending on obviously what happened with that mask or whatever, but you know, because obviously he's trying to frame it as if I just want to see what's what's through there like I can't I can't see without this mask you know he's trying to sweet talk Atreus into, into getting this mask and doing the doing that kind of bidding so I think it's um it's it's just so strange to have such a such a powerful um villain um yet you always kind of think like why why are you holding back like why are you holding back so much throughout the full the full film, right at the very the film, I was about to call it there, right at the very start, obviously, Gary, you're saying, like, all we want you to do is do this, like, obviously that isn't in the end what he, what he actually wants him to do, but he just, yeah. he's just trying to kind of pique, pique their interest as well, but I think he's he's just one of those those characters where you do, you do want to just ring him by the neck and, and fucking snap his neck in two, but he, you just know that you wouldn't get anywhere within a, you know, a finger's distance him. If you, yeah, if you did go for him, I don't think I've ever met a game character like in a game where the character is so powerful but actually doesn't do anything. It's just what he says and what he tells people to do. You know, he's that guy. that has got his finger in every pie, but actually just sits yeah. there and tells them what to do. You know, he's he, he he's not he's not getting his hands bloody. He's not doing any of the work. He's just telling everybody this is what you're doing and you're doing this for me and that's the end of it. And he just either that or he manipulates people into doing it for him. Um, oh, yeah. And it just have have a character that is just such a weasel and he's just such a fucking slimy wee bastard. But he actually start to believe his lies. Like as I said, halfway through the game, I was thinking to myself, I, I, "Kratos is going to go bad on this. Like this is going to be at the end where it, it's going to be like, oh, you've just murdered everybody, and everybody was actually quite happy, you know." <laughs> And yeah, I, and I yeah, thought yeah. that's what's going to happen. That's what's going to happen in this game. And I was the way he was talking to Atreus. I'm like, I'm, I'm going to be the bad guy here. And then it's not <laughs> until obviously the end of the game. You're like, oh, you fucking, you're, you're a little snake. You just, how good is that? that he twisted, even twisted 
the gamers' thoughts yeah. that you're like yep. questioning yourself. Yeah, I <laughs> was. Well, I think that's brilliant. Of like you said, he never gets his hands dirty, and we never see it. So, does it really happen, or is that just people? like being hyperbolic about what's happening because yeah. everyone seems to be in a good mood and everyone's happy and everybody's taken care of like aside from thor but even at that you're like well you know thor's kind of an asshole too so you're like reasoning it in your head and then by the end i'm like uh, was i just manipulated <laughs> hold on <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> hold on yeah. uh man so great Aye. But one thing I will say about Odin is the boss fight. Aye, aye. I was just about to segue into the boss fights there, so uh, I take it away. I was so unimpressed with this boss fight. Wow. Aye. I thought, I thought this... I think it's because you have the boulder fight in t- to 2018. I thought the, the Hindtail fight was good as well, and then I had, you had the four fights in the, the new one as well. And I think, see, the time I got to this, I was like, this is... The rest of the fights felt cinematic and theatrical, whereas I felt like this one, I was like, this feels like I'm playing a game. Aye. This is the yeah. one that I'm like, oh, no, I've got to, like, jump into different platforms because you're electrifying the ground. I'm like, this is, like, fucking... Yep. I feel like I'm playing Crash Bandicoot in a, the moment. Aye. I was like, this is this is the most... And do you know one thing that I just can't believe it they did the day in the last fight? All through the game, you have this moment of Kratos, uh, you grab a dragon, you pull its neck, or then it changes to, to Atreus, bang, bang, a couple of arrows, you need to press the button to prompt that. And I was like, seeing the last fight, they're going to have, I'm playing as Kratos, boom, switch, I'm playing as Atreus, bang, 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 run about, maybe take a wee bit of his health off, bang, background to Kratos, you know, I thought that's what we're going to do, to be like, look at this, this, this is it synergy? Between these two, um, I thought that's the way they're going to go, I thought the both of these people, the both of the characters are going to play a huge role in this last fight, but they didn't, you were Kratos the entire, entire fight, mm. and I was like, and you know, at the end, I was just like, that was such a lacklustre fight for me like and it was supposed to be the big penultimate ragnarok ending and i was uh, just waiting for something else to happen do you know like when you go through the floor and i was like all right this is it this is the this is the bit it's going to be like pick up and then it just started the same stuff again i was like oh what uh, like, it's no way different from what we were doing up there no. <laughs> you've just took me a different place yeah i uh, it's definitely more gamified um in that sense, rather than just like, I mean, you 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 th- you got to think about it. Is look at where this is came from. Like, look at all these other stuff, like this pain and loss and frustration, and all these different journeys that have all you know, all the paths have came to this point here. Like, you would, I think maybe some of it is that it's you know, Kratos' journeys himself is is you know, reduced that kind of frustration and and. Um, need for revenge if you or whatever else, but um, he knows obviously the 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 pain that he's caused, and he knows that he has to the he has to die. Um, but I think it could have been a lot a lot better. But I don't know if they really could have done much in the way that I mean. Heimdall's got speed, right? He's got mm-hmm. speed on his side, and Thor's is a big brute. 
so I don't really know if you could go like punch for punch with Odin. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, if yeah, you were yeah. to try and if I was to play kind of devil's advocate for that, like he's got to use his tricks and his, um, you know, everything that he's got in his in his side to to try and do that. I just I, they could have done it better. I'll I'll give you that much though. Um, but you know I think there's two things they could have done. They could have done what he, what they done there, or they could have done the old typical gaming thing where they they make the magic guy somehow go to the side and then it's he's summoning in, in all sorts of different villains like that's the only other thing and that wouldn't have been good at, that wouldn't have been as good either no, no, so no. I, I i get i get what you mean about it being this you always want the, the 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 best boss fight to to be the last boss fight but I don't really know how they they could have lived up to some of these other ones um, no, or, or no, the thousand eighteen. No, that is a problem. I think they were so strong, like the, the, especially the first Thor fight and Baldur's fight in the first uh, twenty eighteen game. They were so so strong that it was kind of hard hard to even go near them. Really. Yeah. yeah. No. Absolutely. Uh, what, what about you? How did you feel about the the last boss fight? I don't know if you if you quite. Uh, remember it just as much because you I, played it last yeah i i do it felt kind of similar to that like infinity war scene where they're fighting thanos on the planet and then he like pulls down the moon and it's like that's yeah okay this is this is a, a cool thing we're all coming together to defeat him but i was very much in the same ballpark of gary of like <laughs> compared to the rest of the things that i've done this game this isn't as cool or interesting and mm -hmm. i don't even know if i would have wanted them to have a boss fight at all actually where i was mm. talking to ben and i thought it would have been the most interesting thing to have them have a conversation and freya sneaks up on him puts the noose around his neck and that's it like mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. we just because there is no real uh like Gary was saying, you never see him get his hands dirty. So when he does start fighting, it feels off-putting. It doesn't feel natural to Odin's character. Um, it also does make me think, well, I must be pulling my punches because I've just taken down every god in Greek mythology and almost all of the gods in Norse mythology and can't take this guy out with three people? All uh, of us gods? Come on now. Uh, uh, I thought... I, I th I thought, see, see the point where Loki, he's got the mask, and I'm like, oh, he's he got to fucking put that mask on. And then it wasn't until after later on I was thinking about how they could finish it better. And I thought, see when he snaps it, that could have been the point that Odin like grabs it after him and he's like, fuck it, I'm just gonna go for it. And he like tries to put it on and it just fucks him or you know kills him or he gets sucked into that fucking green hole or whatever. Like it just Aye. that could end it. But then it they did that. And then it was like, oh. And by the way, I've got full health again, and here comes my magic powers. You know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> aye, aye. I do think. Sir Ipski. Uh, Ipkis. Sorry, I talked right here to you there. Sorry. Oh no, I'm good. Uh, I do like the way that you know it ends. Obviously, he has you know so been uh, trapped in one of the wee things, and then <laughs> put it on the stone. And, Sandra just comes out anyway and fucking smashes it into a million pieces. So uh, I no, did feel good. like that was, that was a really good um, end to his to his um, reign, if you like. Um, so I know we've touched on a lot of the the boss fights, um, 
I just wondered if there was any other ones that, that kind of stuck out. Um, I heard you mentioned the Giant Wolf. Um, Garm is the name, I think, yeah. that. So, uh, okay. I, I thought that was exactly it. I thought it was a, that was a really good um, fight. You know, obviously, again, it's, it's, it's a video game where you're waiting for the opportunities to strike, um, you know, the, the, the objects and stuff and the chains <laughs> and whatever else to try and, you know, break them and do whatever. I, but I still felt like that that was a really really good um, boss fight that you, that you take on when you're when you're going to kind of take him down, um, and they and they end up. Um, I don't know if you had any kind of real thoughts on then. I, I should actually say sorry. I, I meant to say earlier, but um, I ended up. Um, I know Gary doesn't tend to do this, but I ended up dipping down the uh, difficulty because I was trying to play a lot of the game. Um, remotely and the, and I couldn't quite get the timing quite right, so uh, she had frustration me then. And else I dipped it, um, so that I could play a wee bit more comfortably and not have to take a bash. And so I can't really p- pluck out for you a lot of the fights, um, other than one of the early fights. You've, you you just when you're meeting, uh, I think it's around about the area that you meet kind of uh, tier where you you run into something called Alva, which is a, a kind of um, a, a kind of female that's quick it's got, she's got a kind of double blade it's like it's like a kind of single pole that's got a double blade at the, 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 each uh, a blade at each end kind of thing and she's really really quick it's it's where you learn that tapping l1 to kind of fully like block her like to break her kind of move set mm. um i i was still on the hard diff- not hard but the kind of normal difficulty at that point and i was really really struggling to get the what it was the game was wanting um, out of me for for that, but um, in terms of boss fights, those are the, the two kind of biggest ones that the stick it for me. There's, there's so many bosses I can't really spend thinking through every single one of them. I, I struggled with one or two before I dipped it, and, and even struggled with one or two after I did. Um, mm. But yeah, I, there was there was one there was one that was a. Yeah, what do you call it? The horse, or like the horse people. What the fucking do you call him again? What do you call it? Half, half, half horse, half person. Centaur. 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 There was one called the Huntress, um, and she was good. She, mm. she was that that bit with Freya that I thought as well that she would just pop up. Um, the Huntress was that in this in the level. I can't remember what level it was actually now when I think about it, but she kept popping up. And the the it was it was in the was it Vanaheim? I think it was Vanaheim. Um, and she kept popping up in different parts of the level, which I thought was really cool. By the Aye. end of it, you've already fucking fought her. You'd already fought her four times, so by the end of it, you know you kicked her ass. By the end of it, but I thought it was really cool because she would just pop up and it would just be like that. You know that moment in like Last of Us where you'd be like fixing like your gun and then somebody would just grab you in the table and you just weren't expecting it it'd be exactly that you would just be walking one minute and then the next minute a big fucking hook would come out of nowhere and like, uh. grab kratos like drag him along the flare and stuff like that and i was like oh that was awesome um so she was she was a good she was a fun um fun boss and so was garm garm was good i think garm the good thing about garm was that it was the entire level so it was like you felt like you were constantly gone and gone and gone and then it obviously at the end you're, you're fighting them uh, but that i that was good as well um i a lot of them were good as i said thought at the start thought was brilliant 
Right. Um, I, I really did enjoy the Hindtail fight just for the fact that you're just like, this is a fucking. Like, I'm gonna get you. Man. I'm gonna fucking destroy Die. you. Know, like it's, if you if you would if you would slow down or miss take one misstep, I'm gonna fucking rip your head off. Um, yep. oh. that's what you were kind of expecting. Speaking on the Thor fight, one of the greatest moments in just games in general for me. Uh, when you die in that fight, and it goes to the loading screen. He goes, where do you think you're going, or whatever? He mm-hmm. fucking resuscitates it with lightning. That's <laughs> right. Oh, that's throwing. so I'm good. Throwing. Oh, you got me so hard with that, where I was like, fuck. What, is, what are we in for? This is your first impression? All right. Uh, uh, shit. Yeah, it was cool. Uh, it was cool. Uh, it was, I quite like that as well. Um, you've already kind of covered it, to be fair. Um, I think it's, it's G-R-Y-L-A. I don't know if it's Grilla or Gryla, but it's the... It's, it's, um, the the giant um fight in the kitchen, um mm-hmm. again, really really good um in terms of just the 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 whole element of it when you when you go into that room and you you start to take in the scale of the room and and everything yeah, else and yeah. you 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 see her and you're like oh my fucking god and you know you're going to fight her but it's like what is going to go well, you know what is going to go down here like how are we going to even approach this and it's it is such a video game fight. Um, in the mm-hmm. end, but because you are a, a, a Atreus over uh, Kratos, I think if you were Kratos, um, it would maybe make you, you know, try and hash slash bash your way through it you instead. Jump right through her, and just yeah. a Kratos-sized yeah. hole through her chest. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, so I, I think that was one of the one of the things. So I, um, I don't know if if uh, Hoodie, if you get any other kind of ones that you wanted to shine a wee light on. Or? Um, no, I feel like we've covered the the yeah. best ones, but yeah, I mean, just this game is so special for what it does in storytelling, like writing in general, I think is something that video games aren't the greatest at. Uh, and to see this and experience this whole thing and how much we've talked about just lines that they've said or moments or anything in here that didn't even have to do with you know nathan drake falling out of a plane or what have you it is like these small intimate scenes that are just like watching a stage play it it really is a beautiful game really really beautiful well playing this game has made me excited for a tv series that god of war see if they go back and they like the Olympus, like, obviously start the story. I'm just like, this if they even do half of what this is worth, it's like, this will be good. Yeah. Like, they, they can just put so much into it, and uh, oh, yeah. I would look so forward to it. Especially right. because my, my, my wife kind of, she watches me play God of War, but she obviously doesn't watch me for all 40 years, so she kind of in and out, and she's like, oh, what's he doing? Like, what's happening now? So she just kind of comes in and out, and she's, you can tell she's interested, but she's not going to watch it for 40 years, whereas if it's a TV series, you know what I mean? We'll, yeah. we'll be watching it. Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, and it also just gets me excited for this world in general, leaving on that note of Kratos turning to the back of the uh, the future board. And then opening that and seeing like a statue and he's finally praised for something instead of yeah. just being this outcast as he's always been or mm-hmm. this monster as many have seen him. And like what what's Kratos's next journey is one that I'm more excited than ever for. Like yeah. that's what this game has done for me where 
I I will be there day and date to see what happens next. Yeah. Uh, no, 100%. I think uh, Gary's right um, with that as well, with the, uh, you know, speaking about TV series and all that kind of good stuff, I think there's an uh, unlimited amount of things that you could do if they go back the way, um, you know, telling, you know, I, I just, I remember loads and loads of different things about all those different, um, you know, Olympic gods that you that you mm. fight and, and it doesn't need to be, you know, about them going around and, and <laughs> fighting everybody, you've you've seen that already, just that uh, element of of learning about all these all these people and, and seeing that kind of thing would, would be really, really interesting and yeah. uh, because there is an endless list, you know, Medusa and Hermes and all these other people, mm. like it's just... Yep. It's um, an ever-growing, an ever-growing list. Um, something I did want to just finish on before we get to the final thoughts and and whatever else for the for what we see for the kind of next steps for the franchise. I did want to just um, ask very, very quickly. Um, we didn't really touch on it too much. Um, the introduction of a of a third weapon um, in the uh, in the spear. Um, what was your kind of thoughts on on that hoodie when that kind of came up? Uh, so I had, as many of our friends know, how much I've talked about it, I had a lot of problems with the combat in this game, and partly that's because before this I went to 2018 to get the Platinum, so I was re-familiarized with what it felt like to be Kratos, mm-hmm. and then jumping into this one, where I spent so much time with the Leviathan Axe, and partly it's because I'm rushing through it, so there isn't as much space as there probably would have been, but I don't think that would have changed much because the amount of combat instances that happen are so grating on me to be like, oh man, okay, now we have to fight through these guys again, and it's going to be the same moves again, and after like 30 hours of that, I I was getting so tired of playing as Kratos, so finally when they do introduce that spear and it's this like brand new style of tactic. Also, I know like the Chaos Blades are there. They don't feel as gratifying as as the axe personally um, when I get a kill out of them. So I tend to not use them and that's just a personal preference. I know I probably could to mix up a lot of it, but it just doesn't quite feel as like heavy. I don't feel like every hit I'm making counts with uh, the Chaos Blades. So I tend to lean towards the Leviathan axe and I understand that also plays into why I had uh, a little bit of frustration with how many combat instances there are. So when we do get to the spear and they introduce that, oh my god, it's so refreshing. It's so smart. Mm-hmm. It comes in at the right moment because you have like 20 more hours to go and now you're learning all these new skills and the way that I'll switch back and forth between the Leviathan Axe and I'll be like, I'll throw this here, lands like a, an ice blow that shoots enemies backwards and then just like throw those spears and then detonate them. So much fun. It never got tiring. It was that spice this needed because throughout it, when you do switch to Atreus, I kept being like, I wish I could play as him right now because that is so much fun and fast pace where the Leviathan Axe is slow and heavy. Uh, having that spear for Kratos made me want to go back to Kratos again as well. So I never felt like I just wanted to play Loki anymore. It was 
oh, I can't wait to get back to the spear. I can't wait to pick that thing up and see what other abilities I can bring out of it and what I can do and what kind of, like, um, I think they're called relics or something, but, like, the little upgrades you can add to it to mm-hmm. have different abilities. Like, oh, my God, so good. And also the the meaning of it, like, knowing you're going into these battles, even though Brock isn't there, a piece of him is. And yeah. that moment that Kratos shares with Brock, and he's and he's like, I I can't uh, bless this or whatever it was, and and Kratos is like, yes, you can, and I, like that whole moment makes that spear even more special than mm. than it would yeah. be just as a new weapon. Aye, uh, well said, well said, though. Yeah, definitely. I think uh, to be honest, I think because of my a kind of affinity for the blades, Achaos, I I did. I did tend to use them a lot more than maybe you would today, but um, I definitely feel the the power of the the Lithiathan axe when I'm using it. Um, but I just I don't know. I just have that tendency to to go back to that quick paced, um, you know, move set. But I think there is a yeah. time and a place for each of them. Um, I love. I just I love the throwing that axe. I, I know everybody talks about it when they. When they talk about God of War, it's synonymous now, but um, they definitely have <laughs> t- two different, oh, yeah. um, completely different fighting styles no. um, with those with those two weapons. And I did try and use the the spear as much as I, I could. Um, I didn't feel at first. I, th- I did have enough points quite quickly after to, you know, get um, a lot of um, to, get, to upgrade it quite a bit after that. But I felt like at first it was a bit underpowered for what the weapon was supposed to be at first so I didn't use mm-hmm. it quite as much um, but eventually when you when you do obviously level it up and, and you're able to kind of upgrade um, certain elements of it so that it explodes better or you can throw more of them and whatever else like it it was really it was it was really interesting so it's it's funny yeah. listening to you too and uh, how Hoodie prefers the Leviathan and you prefer the Chaos Blades because I prefer them all. I just <laughs> I I am somebody with the help of being playing to twenty eighteen frequently uh, recently in Dane the Valkyries uh, totally changed my gameplay uh, how I played this got that I play God of Wars. I, I used to play just to say, like, Hoodie, I was always a Leviathan axe. I liked Chaos Blades, but it was only as if it was loads of people. But uh, I was always, like, just use the Leviathan axe, just constantly use that. But then, see, when I was playing first in the Valkyries, I was switching up constantly. I was, like, Chaos Blades, specials, back to my Leviathan axe, hit, 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 special, special with that. And I would constantly swap and change. And that just came straight into me playing Ragnarok, which I just started doing straight away. Chaos Blades, Leviathan Axe, constantly swapping it, constantly swapping it, even during combat. And then when I go to Spear, I was like, this just uh, added extra to that as well. Right. So when I'm actually, I'm, I'm fighting like, say, four or five people, I, I swap to every weapon at some point. I, I definitely do the. Else. I definitely do the same same thing. Obviously, the the special moves, especially that one with the spear where you throw them up into the air and they all come down. Like that, yeah, just yeah. that just. Oof, I, I know it didn't, it didn't probably do like the biggest damage, but it's still <laughs> it's fucking pretty cool. Um, so yeah. I, I I would say I I do if, if I'm fighting something important, then I I'll, I'll do exactly the same as you're doing, where you're you're switching between them because you do want to start bringing in these as soon as the special is available you want you want to be using it you're almost in that rotation 
um, where you know, especially the the Odin fight at the end, where you're kind of jumping between all these different things that like you wanted to try and use them as 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 much as you can. Um, I think just running around, I I just liked the throwing. I liked the idea of throwing people up in the air and then bringing them back down again and and that kind of stuff. So there's but yeah. there's definitely pros and cons for for each of them. Um, so yeah. I yeah. I, I do have a sim, that similar style. Yeah. The only the only issue with the spear is I felt like some of the special moves were very like Dynasty Warriors. Aye. You know, like there was one that was like you literally like slashed the air and I was like that mm. is just like pure took it at Dynasty Warriors, like it was like Aye. slash and it was like a wave of air would like flip like flip the people away and I'm like, Oh my god, like I'm just expecting Lubu to come out with his big <laughs> red horse in a minute, you know <laughs> what I mean? Aye. Um but apart from that, it was really cool. It was really cool. I, I love how they, they like, I think it was it's Brock guy's way, and he's like, I mean, do you even know how to use a spear? And, like, you see him, and he takes up, like, the kind of, like, Spartan, the typical Spartan, like, shield, and he, like, puts the spear right and tap it straight away, and he's, like, showing him it can, like, jab weight and all that, and I'm like, oh, that's cool. They just leaned right into that, like, yeah. I am Spartan, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah. Also, Aye. shout out to the shields, because there were mm-hmm. so many different ones, but I tended to stick to, I think it was called Stonewall, where... It would take hits, and then you could blast those back, kind of like Black yeah, Panther's uh, kinetic suit. Aye. Mm-hmm. Aye. 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 I, I just always stick to the parry one, like the one that you can like knock stuff back. Aye, I just, same. I always like that one. I just always like that, like you can hit it, like, like whatever. If it's like an arrow or something, you can shoot it back to them. I always mm. like that one. Uh, no, but it was it was brilliant. I as I said, that's that's just the way I play it. I I did that with everybody. You know, if it was two, three, four guys, maybe no, if it was one, but if it was a, several people, that's the way I would constantly, constantly rotating my weapons constantly. Aye. That's Aye. what I would be doing. Yeah, you want. I'll tell you what. Specials. The elf planet, or elf elf world. That's where I was doing. I was like, oh my, I can't stop stop flying around i can't get you so i'm like switching back and forth between right. chaos plays and leviathan axe i'm like get down here <laughs> so i can cut off your head <laughs> get over here get over yeah, here get over here <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, right okay then so to, to to finish up then what's our um what's our our, our thoughts then on the on the the kind of um the franchise in general they're moving moving forward with it, um, what do we oh. think is the, the next kind of point? So, so on, on you go. No, you go first, Rudy. You sure? Aye, you go. Okay, thank you. I have just a quick thing. All I want is my Loki game. All right? I just want mm. a Loki game. I want it set 20 years from now. <laughs> and he's he's figured out how to be the god of mischief or whatever variation he's supposed to be now. Uh, and we just see him like on his own journey and then maybe eventually we catch back up with kratos in a different game but i really i really want a loki loki mm. game trace mm. i would have to echo that one uh to be honest with you I'd, obviously you, you kind of see him grow from his own at the end of the, the game so they totally can do that whether it whatever timeline whether it be a pickup straight away or whether it's just what you said there where he's fine-tuned his skills a wee bit more so you've got a wee bit more variety than just that kind of dodge and slow down and arrows type thing you know you've got a wee bit more about it um in terms of combat and stuff like that so i can see i can see how that would be a good um draw as as a as another as another installment um 
I find it difficult though. I would probably I wouldn't mind that as as being a kinda half step though. Um God War for me is always going to be more aimed towards what can we do with um creators. I don't see them developing him any further other than mm. you know maybe going back and and reintroducing some of the the old the way that they kind of done the the older um, games um i don't i don't know how you would do it right enough but um you know somehow maybe taking on different ones or or he's or, mm-hmm. or just gone back and just uh, re- retelling that that story for the for the first trilogy is maybe something that they could they could look at um but it would be obviously missing the that balance um but maybe if you know if you, if you were to, i'm not saying like bring the game to that hash and uh, hack and slash like just retail it all with it a wee bit more of a cinematic and uh approach but i don't know how that would work without having the um the strong you know ties to because it is ultimately it's the story between him and atreus that holds uh, holds yeah. the these two games um together and so i don't really know how that would how that would work but that's i think yeah. it, you know we'll have to see well, also leaving Kratos where he is, being this leader now and beloved by the people around him, it would be weird to set him off to go kill some gods. So, like, a nice twist would be that the Norse lands get, you know, invaded by Egyptian gods or what have you, and they're trying to take over that realm. So now he has to fight them off, and that excuses away his reasoning for being a god killer again but this time it's in defense instead of revenge oh yeah no i'm and and, and just for clarity i I was meaning to to, as in like to go like go back and read and retail as opposed to you know he goes actually like a remake of the originals i die that's that's just as a just as a train of thought more than anything else i wouldn't i wouldn't really advise it that these stories have been told but i just think that we had such a a great way like i would just love to see some of these some of the enemies and do some of the boss fights similarly what we're talking about with the tv show like um just seeing them redone and such you know a well you know thought it away it's funny it's funny because that's that's exactly what i thought i thought how could they remaster or remake actually not remaster how could they remake the old games and i'm thinking to myself because you don't have mimir you don't have like your atreus and stuff like that and i'm thinking to myself i bet you had no freya fuck can't even remember her name now i was literally in my head it's no aphrodite was it oh fuck i think it is was was aphrodite kaipi's his daughter so you would have Aphrodite. Like, she could Aye. she could possibly be a Freya like type character that like, maybe she joins you in some missions. And I was thinking to myself, but how would you like you've got Mimir telling the story and I'm like to myself, wait, why would you not just have Kratos like telling you where you are? Because he's a fucking he's Greek. He's like he he would know. He doesn't need Mimir to tell him. Mimir's telling him because he doesn't fucking know these lands. Whereas you could have Kratos just talking there because Kratos did they talk? And the games really apart from you uh-huh. going, ah, I am Sparta, you know, that kind of uh-huh. thing. Whereas you could have him now going, oh, aye, this is, oh, uh, this is blah, 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 this is blah, 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 you know, and that, that could maybe make that game go. I think a remake is a very, very good idea for Kratos. If you're not wanting him to kind of be, you want him to still be in a picture somewhere, but no gone forward for a wee while. 
also, I think a Loki game is 100% happening. 100% happening. It isn't a question. That is, that is one thing that I kind of didn't like about this game because the Ragnarok, because see when we heard about it when it was first getting made, they were like, this is it. This is the end of Ragnarok. This is like the finish of this story. And I think to myself, cool. And see when I was playing it, I was like, the last eight hours of this game has been setting up your next game like and i've been told for, i've been told for the last four years this is the end like right. that in my mind that's what I, I was going in i was like this is the end this is it like there's going to be nothing else that this story's going to be done but at the end i'm like right so sindri i've got the closure with sindri so he's going to be in loki's game um thor or whatever her fucking name is thor's daughter she's going to be in it she's obviously looking for Thor's hammer because that that is obvious because she literally says I'm looking for something and he says what and she's like oh I can't tell you now I'm like so she's obviously looking for Thor's hammer because it gets fucking launched at her and she gets fucked away uh, and then obviously Agraboda's going to be in it because it's like oh what are we going to do next kind of thing so it is good that they have this ki- a, a mix because I'm like I want to see a Loki game but I also was like you didn't need it to go so hard, I think. <laughs> I'm mixed because I'm like, it did set it up good. But I, I just because just cause I went pure total blackout in this and I, I, the only things I did see at the start was like four years ago and they'll talk about making it and they're like, this is it, we're not making a third game. This is going to be the game and that's it and everything's going to be finished. You're going to get the end of the story and I'm like, it's not the end of the story, but then it's, mm. <laughs> it's, it's maybe the end of Odin, but it's not the end of the story. Right. I think a great way to thingy this up will be Loki going on and doing his own thing, whatever he's going to do, get all the giants. I don't know what he's going to do with that kind of stuff. But I think either what who they said, like they attack what Kratos is trying to cobble together to be like the new Norse place or whatever, or they end up just attacking Loki by accident. Like Loki's trying to get all this other shit, he's trying to get his gods, and he ends up stumbling upon something, and then he ends up like, oh wait, I've just stumbled on another god, and then it turns into like, who the fuck are you? And then it ends up dragging Kratos back in it or something like that. I don't know, but I just feel like a god of all when they Kratos is just like, how could you do that? Like, <laughs> I just feel, I just, that feels strange. I know, I know the game will probably be called Loki. It's not going to be called God of War, but I just, I think that would, that would be dead strange. Like thinking he's not going to be in it. Yeah, um, I think he's strong enough um, as a character to to prove his prove his prove the doubts that we've come up with. They'll prove us wrong because I think it would be a good game, but. Um, I it would it would be a bit uh, it would be a bit odd, but it would you know depending on the gameplay. I couldn't play a full game of just dodging and doing whatever else. Like I think you need just a wee bit of stronger combat, but um, yep. you know I think you could you could definitely um put put in a few a few things in there that would shake things up. I mean you see obviously the the sword and and whatever else coming in with him as well. So I think there's definitely scope for for that kind of game. I'd I'd love to see it. Aye, no, definitely. It, it's it makes me as I said, I'm, I I was mixed at that. It, it did kind of I didn't really have sour taste in my mouth, but I was a wee bit like, ah. Oh, but I I'm looking forward to if they make a Loki game. Well, they will make it. They can't even make it. They fucking teed it right up for it. Um, so it, it's definitely going to happen. Just doing this need to wait to see what actually it is. I, I agree with Hoodie. I want to be much older. Like to do what you did with the first the 2018 in this game. Like give that five five to six year gap or whatever it's supposed to be. Um, I want to see him as a like an adult man. 
um, just there is in thing. That's what I want to see. Mm. Probably next. That's what I'm assuming we're going to get. But I, I do think a remaster would be awesome as well. Um, a total remake. Uh, I mean, they don't need to even go as three games. They don't need to do three games. You know, see if they just want to condense it and stuff like that. That that'd be fine or all. They don't need to go through twenty-seven gods or whatever, <laughs> whatever the game was. You know what I mean? I um, like yours. I mean, I, I mean, literally like four or five, six gods, something like that. You know, every single game you kill or monsters or whatever. You know, whatever. Um, I, I, I was not kind of that. Go that far. Uh, earlier the very first game um so just just as a very quick um <laughs> to, to thing make to make Gary's point here so characters in the very first game of war uh, game of war uh, god of war you've obviously get the main protagonist obviously your Kratos um and then it says other characters include include a host of Greek gods so you've got Athena uh Ares uh Poseidon Aphrodite, Zeus, Artemis, Hades, uh, several, several of other gods, including uh, mainer characters, include the Oracle of Athens, Gravedigger, Bodyburner, blah blah blah. So just even just that first that first yeah. part, obviously, yeah. then you've got uh, other characters appearing, appearing uh, flashbacks, including Kratos' wife, Lysandra. Um, his daughter Calliope and then it's like Barbarian King and all that stuff so even just that first half of my kind of thing there where it was you know about seven eight different people there high high you know it's noticed of people who we've all heard of before um, so and I, I actually think I think now with this hindsight knowledge how impactful a game will be to see Kratos at his worst now you know like actually because we've seen him we've seen him be kind we've seen him be the supporting father we've also been seen him being a hard father i know like he's in the first game you know he's pretty brutal with him at the start but he's he's, he's always there in a protective and lovingly way whereas seeing a first re- a remake of a game is in him being like i've just murdered my wife and my daughter um spoilers but it's about 45 years old at this point um and it's just like you could see him at his absolute worst, and just how dramatic that would be. Um, mm. I, I, I'd be a great call. I don't know if they would do it or no, but I would, I would love to see it as well. Mm-hmm. Be great. Yeah. And, and you know what? Fuck it. Put me mirror in it. No. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it. Why not? Um, Rudy, any last thoughts before we do a wee sign off? No, I'm all good. I thought this was great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Gary, you all good? Boy. Yes. Uh, I I think um I, this this was really good. Obviously, we went we probably went heavy on the character breakdown, but that just shows the testament of this game that it was so character. Um, I wouldn't know what I say character heavy, but the the depth of the characters was the main drive for this game. Yeah, um, yep. character driven. Yep, uh, so I think that's um you know probably the main reason why we've <laughs> we've went nearly four hours. Um Oof. just basically just talking about mostly talking about the characters more than anything else. So yeah, I appreciate um as as getting this one done it'll be out as I said on the fifteenth, I believe. Um it's the time of recording is is kinda of week on Monday and It'll be a happy birthday, so 
um, appreciate all of the support that everybody's been showing and um, as we said at the top of the, the show we've got you know merchandise and things like that um, I'm, I'm looking hopefully to do a wee, a wee review of a wee end game I don't know how much we'll have that done by the time I'm posting this though so um, we'll see um, what kind of time I'll, I'll get to, to pull that out and um, yeah I'm, I'm looking forward we've, we've done two the last two episodes we've done was two good um, episodes with topics and those are going really really well um, I feel anyway so I'm hoping that we'll be able to continue in that vein and, and, and have a few more of those out along with a few guests as well um, as we head into the summer months so um that is us for for the day and again i appreciate everybody checking us do we like and all that good stuff and uh, we'll see you next time so um yeah take care goodbye just like Surter, you all melt my cold heart <laughs> boy thanks again for listening to another episode of the vault Dwellers Podcast. You can keep up with Gary Moore at Gary Moore's Art over on Instagram. Keep up with myself, Twitter on Twitch at MrMac92. And you can't keep up with Hoodie at The Penny Marvels over on Instagram. A very special shout out to Al the Predator Tribesman for creating the intro and outro music. Thanks again for listening. Take care. Bye.